The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Like a teddy bridge over troubled waters. I will lay down like a teddy bridge over troubled (laughs) waters. It's the C3 Panthers podcast, folks. My name's Tony Dunn. It's 9 o'clock. It's Tuesday. Hopefully our homies in the chat room will tell us that the microphones are chick, chick, chick working. That's what I want to hear because I cannot handle any more bad news of 2020. Let's get this year over with, guys. Dude, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Tonight's show is a Teddy Bridge over troubled Carolina waters. And as you know, all we're going to do is talk about for the next two hours is how Colin Jones is no longer a Carolina Panther. No, Cam, the Panthers, Cam Newton's no longer a Panther. What? I don't even know. Wait, well, he's technically a Panther still. But what the hell happened today? Yeah. We'll be talking about that as well as... Ugh, that's pretty much it. We did... I mean, really, what else is there to talk about? Oh, Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Okung, no more Trey Turner, Thomas Davis to the Redskins. There's a ton of football news to talk about on the C3 Panthers podcast. We want you to call into the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And I'm here to chop it up with our homeboys. Shout out to Cody Lashney, ill at the moment. And not mm-hmm. just like a little cold. He's been struggling with something. So our thoughts and prayers to Cody Lashney will not be the same. But we bring in the fire. He instructed us to bring the fire. CK in the house. How are you, my friend? You know, living the dream. Uh, one of the questions on the last time we had a what show. What kind of dream still- is this crap? What kind no, of listen, dream is listen, this? listen, the only positive that has come out of this is I have internet, guys. I, I have yeah. internet. 
yeah. and and I've been using it, and I don't I don't know if there's a, a point that it's too much use, but I'm getting there, and I'm gonna let you guys know where that is. But yeah, uh, outside of that, it's shit. 2020 has been garbage. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The bat daddy, the stat dad, stat daddy, also the man who just wants to know what's going on as well. Yeah. Uh, same thing, man. Same kind of shit going on. 2020, ready for it to be done. But uh, it's difficult starting to show out, not following up Cody Lashley. But uh, I'll kind of do something what he does, just as an homage to him, and talk to our great chat room that makes the show up. And we got people like Tim Tizzy and J Dub and Sarah Taylor, Michael Jones, all ki- Kristen Spencer, all kinds of people in the chat room right now. Joey Esquivel, and they always make the show great for us. So I'm ready to talk football with y'all. It's been two weeks, and it feels like forever. Yeah, what else can go wrong today is that not only did I return from Italy and what turned out to be the panic of the millennial, whatever, of 2020, this coronavirus stuff, the damn crap has followed me back to North Carolina. I'm 100, my family, safe, healthy. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you were... Uh... You were treading water there, man. It's, it's you like, had to have people come through your window. Not <laughs> as, it's not as bad as, I mean, I'm look, as people will throw stones at me because they're going to say that I'm I'm making a problem worse because I'm not. I, I think this is mass hysteria, dude. It is mass hysteria. But, you know, I felt 100% safe there. The only problems I had were, you know, worrying about potential transportation hiccups and it turning into something long term, but it come back here, and fortunately, like everything just closed down. So I'm here at the house chilling. We're doing our 14 days, just hanging out, chilling, working from home, doing all this. And then, uh, not only does the world around me collapse, but then my internet world collapses today with the news that uh, the Panthers released, and I put up the the message from Marty Herney. And that is, uh, he said something to the effect of here. I've got it up on the screen. I can't even read it. It's so small. But that it was a pleasure. It was an honor. One of his greatest achievements, picking Cam Newton. But they have elected to let him go and seek a trade. So, as per normal, for the last 10 years, we have asked Cam Newton to do everything himself, including find his next team and a bargain. Marty Herney here. One of the distinct pleasures of my career was selecting Cam with the first pick of the 2011 draft. Every year, difficult decisions are made, and they're never easy. I've been working with Cam and his agent to find the best fit for him moving forward. He will always be a Carolina Panther in our heart. Guys, uh, where were you when the news broke? <laughs> I was stuck in my house. Mm-hmm. Driving my mail truck. About an hour and a half in my route. How did this make you feel, CK? Uh, next question. I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a little bit more uh, emotionally impacting than I had. Re- you know, at first I'm sitting there thinking, oh, okay. But then I realized it's coming from the Panthers. They're saying this. Um, I was, I'll tell you where I was. Um, I was in my, uh, I was get, heading into work, but I had literally just ended a message, uh, I guess, uh, 
communication with one of my buddies who's a Pats fan. And so what I ended up doing, and then I was sitting there, I was just like, hey, you know, it sucks, man. Brady's gone. You know, he was like, oh, never give up hope. And I'm like, yeah, he's out of there, man. You guys might as well move on. And then that broke. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, God. And now we're here. Yep. All right. Um, you know, we missed last week. And if I asked you two weeks ago what you thought we'd be talking about, I remember, uh, you know, right after I got to Italy and it became clear we weren't going to be able to line up, uh, you know, someone else broadcasting the show. It was just becoming too much, too much of a time crunch. Uh, CK, you sent me a message that said, what a week to pick to take off with all this news. All the news being like hey, this big blockbuster, well, what we see is a kind of a blockbuster, a, a big trade for us in Trey Turner leaving Russell Okung. Who in the world would have thought two weeks later, after the parade that the Panthers have put on recently about Cam Newton and how he wouldn't be ready till later on, so the thought was they couldn't trade him and this and that. Who in the world would have foreseen two weeks later we're talking about Cam Newton no longer being a Panther? The last time he played in a Panther uniform, we were there, CK, the Tampa game, and the crowd booed him. Mm. What? Two, so two weeks later, who thought we'd be talking about this? Now Teddy Bridgewater, the, Graham, the Teddy Graham... We traded Supercam for Teddy Graham. And now the departure of Cam Newton has brought all types of emotions and criticisms. The yep. main criticism today was from fans that uh, really, and uh, Rich Kingston at some point is calling these guys like wankers and weasels. Yeah, he's definitely not uh, holding back punches, certainly. Um, here's what I say. Uh, every week we have the uh, we have the Panthers do something that we have suggested they do on the podcast the week before. Um, the one week we miss, these guys lose their heads. They don't know where to turn for their advice, and they let Cam Newton walk out the door and they sign Ted, Teddy Bridgewater. Right. It's our fault. What I'm I'm just saying, fault. like at this point in time, I how how can you not? I mean, we can't miss another episode. Like, we just can't. It's not no. possible. It's, it's, it, it would mean the end of, like, Christian McCaffrey may get cut at that point in time for no draft capital or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like they just, they just they say he doesn't fit the system or something. Joey Esquivel says this. He says, uh, C3 Panthers podcast gone for a week, and during that week, the entire world collapses. Yeah, and that kind of it yeah. is that I so I was thinking about this is that I was the people were so angry, and I don't know if I'm personally angry. I don't know how to. I haven't interpreted my feelings for like the taste of the exodus. Right now, I'm just still up in my feelings that this is just like silly, and the reason I say silly is that. You really, nobody's, we're not paying Teddy Bridgewater like he's going to be a real bridge. So for now it sounds like the Panthers are just trying to keep it so that you have a roster and people are saying tank, tank, tank. And I just don't really get the move if you were thinking of tank, tank, tanking. 
just put Will Greer mm-hmm. out there. But I think You're it comes down. Absolutely right. But it comes down to the contract negotiation a little bit too. Did you guys hear anything about Cam Newton and them trying to reach an extension before this happened? Yeah, but I feel like that's released by the Panthers in an effort to save face, right? You know, not to say that we just let him go for nothing. Like, we tried, you know, he wanted to do this, and we were only willing to offer him a two-year deal or something, whatever it was. Um, And then they tried to put it on Jerry Buss, his agent, saying mm -hmm. he wanted five. Yeah. So is this disinformation, or did this backfire in Jerry Buss's face? Oh, this is this is terrible, man. Um, did you do y'all know the the deal for Bridgewater? Three yeah, years, three years, sixty five. Three six, years, sixty million dollars, or sixty two, or something million. like that. Yeah, Can like we get uh, out with, of with, it after without, year without two. That's what we really need. Uh, I mean, really, that's what you got to. I don't know the details of it. They won't. Uh, they won't announce those just yet. But if this is front loaded, that's a good thing. That means we're gonna pay. So say it's really two years, forty million, and then the third year you can get out of it. It's really a two-year, forty million. It's probably like two years, forty-five million dollars. I bet. What it's going to end up being if they try to get at it after one year is it's going to be about three million less than we're paying Cam Newton would have paid Cam Newton for this year, and with the the hit that the cap would take with Cam Newton, I think is about three million. They're probably working it out so he could be there for one year and pay about the same thing you paid Cam Newton and then keep an option to have him again, which is just stupid. I don't know why you don't do that with Cam Newton. <laughs> but I, I hate the way they handled this, man. We're going to get into chat that. Room, sure, but. Chat room popping off. Lee Andrew is with you, CK. He says, I don't even think Carolina offered two, honestly. Michael Jones says, Cam got played. I bet it is his agent's fault. You know, mm. I, I just kept kept coming back. Maybe. It's like I feel like you could have just made him play on the deal he was at. Is that he could not sit out? I don't buy this. Well, you could sit. He could afford to sit out. So I mean, I, I don't. Well, can, they moved here's on. Here's the thing. Yeah, but Joe, Joe Pearson tweeted earlier, and I responded to him, and he was talking about how it was a smart move for Carolina to do this because they were moving on from a quarterback that was one injury prone and two, a quarterback that didn't want to play without an extension. Well, let me tell you something. Cam Newton has made it very, very clear. He wants to play next year and he knows he does not have an extension right now. That is out the window. And if you want to talk about injury prone, Teddy Bridgewater is just as, if not more injury prone than Cam Newton is. And only two years. So, well, I don't know if you yeah. can say just as injury prone as I think this. Maybe more. He has, yeah. he has an injury history. And it's a very well, he's, had one, Newton, he's had one severe, severe injury, like where he almost lost his leg. People thought he yeah. would never play football again. So his comeback story, like when he broke it, like people were like throwing up on the field when they saw it, you know. Uh his yeah. comeback story was amazing. And you know what? We've kind of been pulling for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, where I have been, well, and this well, doesn't have much to do I, I, with him as much as it does with Cam. But we haven't yeah. seen Teddy Bridgewater play significant amount of football, though. Even if yeah, he's but been when he, healthy, but when he did, he was a Pro Bowler. 
you guys forget that sometimes. But here's my question, and this is, this is yeah. where I want to, you know, and I'll let you go to your stats here. I want to at least say this: if if this is look at this Teddy Bridgewater signing in a vacuum, I'm not happy that Cam's gone. But if you look at it in a vacuum, let's let let's keep in mind we haven't had a healthy Cam in two years, right? It just hasn't happened. Uh, let's say a year and a half. Um, so in, in a vacuum, in the past year and a half, we have had subpar quarterback play now we have a guy who in a vacuum if you look at the situation is an upgrade from kyle allen and i don't think we have enough to be able to say it's a bad idea to have him in would we prefer cam absolutely if it was any other person other than cam uh then we might be more apt to be like yeah it's great signing but it was cam and that's where we start to kind of feel like we were bamboozled a little bit because I mean, the the truth of the matter is this is not as bad of a deal as I thought. And from what I've heard about the what they're doing, and this is what it looks like to me, um, with the signing of Trey Boston, it's a three-year, $18 million deal with $9 million up front. Okay? That means over the last, sec- the last two years, it's only $4.5 million towards the cap. So that means it's front-loaded, meaning that this year is not going to be where we're going to be going after a lot of the big free agents. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Teddy Bridgewater's is very similar where it's very much front-loaded. What that means is next year, when we talk about the cap space, it is going to be much more uh, beneficial for us pulling people in for the ability to be successful. So from what I'm seeing, there there is a method to the madness if it didn't have to do with Cam Newton not being our quarterback. Yeah. And and to kind of add to that, I, I do want to put out there that you're right. Teddy Bridgewater is a good signing. I, I like him as a quarterback, and his comeback story is great. And but it does have to do with Cam. And when I compare him to Cam, Thank it's you. just not a comparison <laughs> for me. The part, that, yeah. That's all there is to it. And and you're not really saving money. You're not really changing as far as status. If you're trying to do a one year bridge, nothing's changing about that. And if if you're going to sign him to tank him, then what's the point anyway? You might as well have just ran with Cam, but. Um, you know, I, I do want to bring up the the one year that you're talking about the the year that he was a Pro Bowler. Was that the year they they went like eleven to five Minnesota? I can't remember. I just remember he was a Pro Bowler. I didn't really look at the stats. It, 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 really it, it had to have been that year because that was his best year. Uh, if he was a Pro Bowler that year and Minnesota went eleven to five, he had fourteen touchdowns and nine interceptions that year. So <laughs> that's his stats: fourteen touchdowns, that- nine interceptions in the in in the only season of what his year? five year career. He's played 16 games. What year uh, I'll have to look it up real quick. Um, it had to have been about 2013-14. Uh, uh, no, so he did all right. You know who he did okay with? Teddy Bridgewater, even Is though that- they didn't want, like, supposedly he wasn't fully behind him as his quarterback. North Turner. North Turner was, remember, he was yeah. there, and he did. they did okay that year that he had Teddy. Remember, because when he came to Carolina – Norv, they were talking about like how he kept referencing some of the things they did in Minnesota with Teddy Bridgewater. All right, yeah. yeah. So here's the but, thing hey. about Teddy Bridgewater that this is Teddy is like at first the teddy bear. He's a little Graham, the Teddy Graham. And you got to know this is Teddy Grahams were that snack when you were a kid. You were not excited that you got, but you still ate them. <laughs> but you eat them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like these Teddy Grahams. Even the cinnamon ones, you would eat a couple of them. You'd be like, oh, these are like even better than regular Teddy. But even after like six, you were like, uh, it's just Teddy Grahams. Yeah. Well, the other that part is to this is Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. 
Cam yeah. Newton was like the Doritos was, when you were the kid. Yeah. You got the Doritos and <clears throat> the Cheetos, you know. Ranch, but so yeah. this this really doesn't have to do with Teddy Bridgewater, or no. we have to. Do, yeah, right. we have to look at it. I think you're both right, right? CK on one side. If you look at the bread, the the Bridgewater aspect, that's actually a pretty solid angle. It's the non Cam angle that has us like shook as fuck, pissed as hell. Now I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready. How do you guys do? You did the Carolina Panthers do him dirty? Yes, hundred percent. Wasn't even like that's no hesitation whatsoever. Even yeah. even people who have been online defending them doing this have even said Joe Pearson even said it. He was like, he did the whole article about how it kind of made sense, and then he said, "Don't get me wrong, <laughs> they did care that I don't like the way they handled this with Cam, and it, it's just not it's." Not classy at all for a guy who has given everything to this organization and has always been devoted to this organization and has as openly said he wants to be here amidst everything that's been going on, knowing he could go anywhere else if he wanted to. I mean, it, he could be in such a bigger market and make so much more money. And he's chose to stay here and devote himself to being here, and we have just kind of slapped him in the face. And it is, it's just wrong, in my opinion. I hate, I hate, that's the worst part about this is the way they handled it. I uh, saw a salesman, he's a, you, you see him on Twitter all the time. And uh, he said, uh, we damn paraded that. We um, acted like Ron Rivera was a war hero <laughs> and paraded him <laughs> out and had this damn parades for him. And then Cam, we just kick out the back ass door. Yeah, um, it's terrible, man. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, what is today's Let, date? Let's jump let's, into the cat calls and see what these cats got to say. Yeah, let's uh, let's shame some people though. We have fourteen thumbs up with eighty-seven people watching currently. Let's uh, ninety let's on my that. yeah. Come on, guys, hey, smash the thumbs up button. Real quick, before we get into the cat calls, can I can I ask one topic I want to get y'all's opinion on? And that's yeah. where we think their mindset is going in the future. Like, oh, from what they say, they have a plan. Okay. And I don't know if they're all in this plan, but I can't see the plan. So I had to kind of make a list and like try to try to draw things that I would, that I would, yeah, that I would pitch to free agents if I wanted them to come here, you know, because that's what we got to do. So I made a list. So if I was to talk to free agents, I would start and I would say, we have a small enough market, you won't get any national endorsements. We aren't offering big contracts. We aren't guaranteeing any starting jobs. We have one other pro bowler on the team. We've never had back-to-back winning seasons. We have a first-year college hedge coach and a first-year college uh, offensive coordinator with a new offensive scheme, and we have a fairly new defensive scheme. And arguably an offensive coordinator that's never been an offensive coordinator unless he was at, like, Old Dominion or some crap like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only is he new, he's new to the NFL and new at being the head of his job. Yeah. Well, and and lastly, we plan on tanking. So so to to an NFL free agent, this is what I put out there for you. Give me something positive to go against that. Like, what, what, what can I tell NFL free agents positively? Very simple. Very simple answer right here. It's the same thing when I got my job. 
is that um, when I got my job, I was the first person hired for that type of position in 25 years. Okay. Like, they don't come around. You know, that's why people die in the chair where I work at. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the negotiation with the v- vice president, first, I needed health insurance so bad. I needed a career. I would have done anything. I would have cage matched anybody for a job. She handed me the contract. She slid it across the table. And, you know, they offer you a range based on your experience and uh, qualifications and all of that. And she gave me the contract. She slid it across the table and she said, we are prepared to offer you the minimum. <laughs> I swear to God, those were her exact words. And I said, where do I sign, baby? That's the only thing, man. That's the only thing well, is that you're right, is that you are not that sounds that sounds like the pitch line of the twenty ten. You know who's done this before? Marty Herney has sold this before <laughs> in twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, it is the yeah, same yeah. exact thing. Is like no deals mm-hmm. for anybody. We're not yeah. really even just getting rid of all of our assets, but we're shedding where we can, but we ain't giving nobody any money. And, <laughs> right, and yeah. you know, which is still strange that we were still in so much cap hell three years later when Dave Gettleman was the GM. Yeah. CK, how do you attract? Yeah. Is cool. is this? Are we destined for a tank? I think is what your point is. I, I I don't think tank is on the radar. If that was the case, we wouldn't be trading for Okung with one year, right? Uh, we would be just trading patch. for draft capital. It's a patch. That's a one-year patch, though. You're really yeah. just trying to get a roster out there exactly. that doesn't get people killed. But why Why not just trade Trey Turner for like a seventh-round pick if that's the case? Because then he takes on the – they take on the the salary at that point in time, and you literally get nothing in return. You get well, no, you nothing in return. I mean, the left tackle Okung is better than a seventh round pick than yeah. you don't know it's going to be. You get Correct, somebody though, I mean, that can at least but keep why, your quarterback alive. That's where if I think that's, it's, right. it's like if you that's gotta, the case, if the goal is to tank, why? Why? I get, why didn't you know, we, we get we an asset? Why? Yeah. Why not get something that is? You know, if that's the goal, is is we need to build capital moving forward. I don't think we're tanking. I really don't. I think with the fact that we're bringing Trey back, we're bringing Teddy Bridgewater in. If we we're tanking, we wouldn't be bringing in a veteran. We, we would literally be sticking with Will Greer and Kyle Allen. That's what. Nah, we would be I don't doing. think so. I don't think so. I think this is if if you did that, there really wouldn't need the C the CDC wouldn't have to shut Bank of America down. There just would be nobody in it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you do have to put a roster out there that is at least watchable to a degree. Well, and, and I will say that in the article I read today that was announcing, uh, you know, the, the first one I saw, I think Brad Dugan sent to me about Ted Bridgewater being in the situation and how it was talking about how Bridgewater was the perfect gap for the Panthers to shoot for a first-round quarterback next year. Which implies he's better than tank. that, right? No, he's well, better maybe. than that but, but, because. But the, so is Cam, the, right? But and well, he's not. But here's <laughs> the deal, though: is I think that um, you are, and this is where CK's point I think has some some merit to it: is that if it's a full-on tank, why do you bring in the guy from New Orleans that has experience with Joe Brady? 
you know, why don't you bring in anybody uh, at that? You know, they they were in a room together. They know the system. Bridgewater's familiar with the style of football that Joe Brady is probably going to be building his concepts upon because people continue to reference the Saints connection there. So you have that. You bring in Okung. I, I will say, I'm glad that Trey Boston finally got paid by somebody. I'm not sure. I'm glad we did it. But I will say, we just <laughs> traded. The face of our franchise was Cam Newton. Now it's Trey Boston. And that is one good-looking uh, face to one ugly-ass face. No offense, Trey. You're a millionaire. I think, I think it's you- still... I think it's still Christian McCaffrey's team, man. I, I, I don't think, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, Trey Boston is a very energetic and, uh, and motivational leader. I feel like he, he does a lot to get the, the team, you know, riled up, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I, at this point, I'm glad we got him. I'm glad we shorted up. Um, and, and I know you were talking about when we signed that no name safety, after we let go Colin, like, I guess there's no room for Trey. I'm like, no, that was just Colin Jones's replacement. That's why he's a no-name guy. Uh, Dude, how about this? Is that, what do you feel like? We got broke up. Colin Jones broke up with us. That's funny. That's You know, when you're talking about that relationship, it's funny because you were just talking talking about Trey Boston. It reminded me of, like, you remember (laughs) you said, I'm glad he got signed. I don't know if I'm glad he got signed by us. It's kind of like, girl that's in high school and i'm glad i'm glad she found somebody i just wish it wasn't my brother type deal you know <laughs> i was thinking about like, that today uh, i was thinking about yeah. something similar to that you just see joe sherbert sherbert what's the guy's name from the browns something like that Scobert, yeah linebacker. the guy that we were talking the mm-hmm. linebacker mm-hmm. so he was courted this guy was courted by the browns Right, his own team trying to sign him back. The Bengals went after him heavy. The Panthers supposedly threw their name in the hat, and um, in the hat. But Jacksonville won it and won the the bidding, as nobody really as, like they just weren't going to be able to pay. Like they outpaid him. He got like a he got a good a big deal at Jacksonville. I was thinking about this. Is like imagine kind of like going to a party as a dude and the first time in your whole life like all your game was like at top like on fleek as the people used to say and like you like the girls were just all over you you were the centerpiece like you had never been the centerpiece of attention in your mm-hmm. entire life girls just throwing that mess at you and then them bitches are all busted as hell like the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> But the Bengals, the Browns, the Panthers—you've been courted Chasing by. Money, oh, mm-hmm. you, it felt money. good. Most but NFL man. players care about money more than winning. My friend just saying, they care about my, money more than winning. I had a friend that used to say, "I don't know if you guys ever watched the Food Network, uh, but there is there's these two shows. You know, Giada, who is the the Italian lady that everybody loves." And then there's this other girl, and they used to have their shows back to back. And her name was she's an older, a middle aged woman. Her name was Barefoot Contessa. And my friend used to always say, <laughs> "You're at the club, and you think you go home with Giada, and you wake up with Barefoot Contessa." <laughs> oh. oh man, that's God. crazy. That's how I feel uh, right hey. now. 
If you're talking about crazy free agent moves, man, crazy stuff in the NFL, how about DeAndre Hopkins to the to the Cardinals? Dude, Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers to the Colts. Tom Brady to the Bucks. Oh, so much. We got how, so much to talk yeah. about. Let's yeah. hold off on those topics, though. Let's jump into the cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Going kind of old school. I gotta play it through my phone since everything is broke today, including the Panthers. Uh, so we're kind of pumping it old school style. Hopefully this all works well. Let's see what you guys got. This is G Baby out in Utah. I'm letting you guys know right now. This might be the last time you guys hear from me because I am officially not a Carolina Panthers fan anymore. You can't hear that. I put this on my son's fucking mm-hmm. life. I'm done with the fucking Panthers. Every move we've made has does not make fucking no sense. None. It makes no fucking sense. And now I'm reading about Cam Newton to seek a trade, and we have very strong interest in Teddy Bridgewater. Bro, I'm fucking done. This franchise is dead. Yeah, David Pepper, Pepper has completely, completely ruined this fucking organization, bro. This shit don't make fucking sense. It don't make sense. I don't want no lawyers. I don't want no fears. I want Cameron Drill fucking Newton. He That's sounds happy. That's all I fucking want. The least this fucker can do is allow Carolina Panther fans, the real Carolina Panther fans, to allow us to see Cam Newton one last year. I'm loving the One last year. Gee, baby. Oh, my gosh. Let it out, G baby. Oh, no, I hope you're safe in Italy. Yeah. You dumbass. You fucking decided to go to fucking Italy. You're not a dumbass. <laughs> you're not a dumbass. <laughs> I hope you're still not over there, G. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> this is bullshit. Tucker, fix this shit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm out. I'm done with Carolina. Anything Carolina I have. If it's not a legend's jersey, it can get thrown in the fucking trash. I'm out. <laughs> oh yeah, G Bay. There's th- two more from him, by oh, the way. Oh my gosh. We'll come back oh, to no. it. Uh, so oh, I, no, can read, I can read. better. I can read the yeah. transcript a little bit, like, uh, and the and then if I skip the this call and go to his next one. This is 11.26 a.m. he left this morning. The first line, it translates, any families of kids listening to this show? I can't wait to hear <laughs> Let's just skip to that one. Let's see what this yeah. one's got. Any families or kids listening to the show, I apologize for my vulgar, <laughs> vulgar language, my explicit language, but I'm sorry. I can't hold this shit back. I'm so heartbroken right now. Like, oh my when I said God. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan for 15 years, that's not, I just watched the Carolina Panthers. I leave, breathe, and shit Carolina. <laughs> and what we have done is disgrace, is blasphemy, is asteroid. Man, like, what the fuck? Lynn's not happy you with this. Value. 
let him have it, G baby. This is for all of us. This was all of us at eleven o'clock this morning. Eleven thirty this morning. I mean, you allowed the, the boy to see Contrae. Who's going to play the position? You going to sign Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, yes, they are. We still have Will Grimm. This is how I know David Pepper does not the fuck he's doing. Will Grimm with David Pepper's guy, you guys. That was his man. And look how that turned out. Third round draft pick, a fucking Will Drift. Look how that fucking turned out. We had James Bradbury four years ago, five years ago. We're not developing him. We let him down with the <laughs> I, I, I think what this is important. Doing? Has anybody heard from G Baby since about four o'clock today? <laughs> Wait. I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm about, have said I'm about to have a heart attack. Wait. Yeah. Oh, is the speaker dying? Of course it is. Let's see. I'm to the point where I hold this fucking coronavirus. Wipe out the whole NFL season now. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> fuck off, David Pepper. Go fuck yourself. And you baby like I'm not in North Carolina, bro. I want to fuck your wife. Woo. Get him, G, baby. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not gonna lie, I felt a little bit like hey that. Guys. All right, here we go. Let's see what they got. Josh from Mass. Uh-oh. Uh oh. What's up, Josh? I think I'm going through what we're all going through. Uh, mm. <clears throat> feels like there's been a lot of betrayal by the organization. Like just straight lying. You know, uh, I mean, we, some of us saw it coming, some of us didn't, some of us didn't want to believe it. You know. I mean, as bad as the cam situation makes a lot of us feel, I think my feel on this is that Tepper is turning into or is a Jerry Jones type of owner, which to me is scary because uh, the Cowboys ain't shit. And haven't been shit in a long time. Um, you know, and, and you look at Coach Rule, you bring him in and, and you say, well, that's the type of coach you're going to give the full reins to as far as personnel, etc. And that ain't the way it's been so far because, you know, we've, we've let go of too many. Um, no, oh, but we, I mean, we don't I mean, know that one separate. Now, I'm going to never be mad at Cam over any of it because obviously he wants to stay. He wants to be here for us. He wants to be there for us. He wants to stay. And the organization just can't have it, apparently. So if anybody's questioning uh, us being in tank mode, Guess what? Yeah. All I got to say is, is wherever Cam lands, I'll, I'll quietly root for him to, to get what he never got here, and that's a team to, to build around him and give him the opportunity. Um, a team that will do things the right way when it comes to structuring your football team. Um, as long as he doesn't go to New England, man, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, 
If he goes to New England, and I gotta listen to He's all these fucking mugs who talk shit on him for years, start riding his fucking dick, man, 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 I'm gonna lump up some Patriots fans. I swear to Jesus, I swear. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I'm sure we all know what's gonna be going on in the chat tonight, so. Uh, I'll see you all in there, and hopefully we can, hopefully we can get through it, Panthers fam. Keep pounding, I guess. All right. Maybe we're gonna trade that off too. How about this? Is uh, I feel like Josh from Mass is more towards the G baby spectrum usually. You know, no. usually he's coming at it like, bam, throwing. Yeah, he's. But you could hear it. the, the hardship. <laughs> Of the, the moment, the, the feeling yeah. of true betrayal. I felt right. like you know, yeah. yeah. Hey, I want, I want, I want to say real quick. This call. I know Lee Andrews was talking in the chat earlier that New England and uh, the Chargers have both requested Cam Newton's medical records. And Tony, I know me and you've been saying for a while. I think CK, you were even on this too about him going to New England. Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton. <laughs> so, well, I'm starting to backtrack on that thought. I think that that makes sense to to a degree but i also i think that if you look at historically the type of passers that bill belichick wants he is not uh he is not somebody who wants a mobile quarterback even when he looks look at his backup quarterbacks i mean jimmy garoppolo all of those i mean they've always been pocket passers which is why i'm telling you i would not be surprised if they make a move for Jameis winston they're not going to pay him what he wants to be paid but problem is, right now, the, the market is very slim for him now. With Cam Newton yeah. on the block, the market for Jameis Winston is much smaller. And so he is very likely, if he doesn't accept a, uh, a smaller contract, he's going to be playing as a backup somewhere. It's going to yeah. be a lot easier to take Jameis Winston seriously now that he's not squinting all the time. Yeah, <laughs> with, with that lace. You have to wonder one, what one, that does for him. Look, my kid played baseball, uh, and he my kid is not – my son is – he's got it up in the brains. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to be no athlete in the long term. And not that he's bad at anything. He's just not, like, terribly into a lot of it. So, But he, he liked baseball, and he got up into this baseball league where, you know, the bases are getting bigger. It was the Babe Ruth League. You know, kids are pitching. You know, you're starting to get these kids zinging it in there and stuff like that. And uh, he was playing outfield all the time. And at times he looked uncomfortable. You know what? We have found out the kid was damn farsight, nearsighted. And yeah. I always wondered. I was like, huh. man, you were really pretty decent at baseball. Like, he hit pretty well. He would field over. All right. But I was like, man, you were doing it half blind, homie. Like, he couldn't right. see crap yeah. after, like, 10 feet. You almost wonder, will James Winston, like, will his play actually improve? I know that's a weird thing, but I heard Roman Harper say that New England, is, he wouldn't be surprised if they, somehow they finagled a way to get to Tua. To, to, to uh, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. They don't have – they are actually one of the, sm- like, lowest cap spaces in the league right now, but – uh, I want to point out this because uh, J-Dub, I think, has a pretty good point in the question that I was asking. Um, would you be mad if we got a first-rounder 
uh, out of this, you know, be it no, from the pad. No, but from... we're not even going to get a fifth rounder out of this. Well, at the, at the rate that we're talking about, you're right. But from what I hear, and, and the Bears are still interested from my understanding, too. Why couldn't um, we have dealt him two weeks ago then for a second this year and a third next year if you couldn't get anything? We're about to lose Cam Newton with no, with nothing. Be, be, don't try to tell Tony, me, because... don't try to tell me that we're doing him a favor by letting him pick his team bullshit this and that we could we're gonna cut him he's gonna get pick his own team tony do you know why they couldn't do it two weeks ago because they were lying to us i don't care anybody tries to twist it they were lying to us they were telling us what we wanted to hear to keep us quiet but they were lying to us they never had planned it's the same thing that ck's talking about with the oak cone deal is like all right we get it we're not trying to really get better with this for any significant length of time, but we're not accumulating any assets. And I swear to God, I'm going to throw up if I hear one more person talking about how if we sign another free agent, we're going to lose a comp pick. I'm going to throw the fuck up because we have to sign like 12 people, assholes. There is no way. The Panthers don't even have enough. Yeah, the Panthers don't even have enough people, people to fill yeah. out a roster. Let alone we, have 29, we don't have twenty. Uh, we don't have twenty-two starters. We don't have that. We are mm-hmm. going to be signing more than one more free agent, folks. We're going to be signing like five free agents and hoping three guys from the draft can play. And that's that's exactly why this. Look, we were in a huge group chat today. Uh, you know, talking about stuff with the Panthers. That's exactly why these numbers people are putting out there about. 153 and 141 million dollars in cap space next year. Oh no, it's but not you don't gotta realistic. worry about it. Yeah, we've well, got to so, sign 23 players this year. Yeah, but you're gonna you know? be signing them all to league minimums, dude. You're not gonna be really signing okay. Well, people. look here, you go. League minimums 450 thousand dollars for a year. Okay, so if we can if, sign a hundred okay, of those okay. dudes for 40, you're, you're right. Dollars. Are you gonna sign 23 people to a one year league minimum deal? And if you do, sure, that's looks 10 like million dollars. That's $10 million, okay? We have $33.5 million in cap space. There is no way, even if we sign 23 players to a one-year league minimum deal, which will not happen, there's no way we're getting to $141 million next year in the cap. Even if you take well, out Ryan Khalil, which gives you, which gives shed, you 15. You'll shed, you'll shed a lot of contracts, and maybe that number uh, I, I it, yeah. is also including what they expect the cap to expand to. That could be. Who, it, but who I, do we have? Say, my question would be: Is who do we have on the team that's eating up the cap? Because it's KK okay, well, Short well, is the highest paid, right? Dead money is uh, what's eating up the cap. We, we have twenty nine million in dead money, and we only have thirty three million in cap space. Okay. Well, that's so good. Ryan that Khalil, means that's all going away. Right. So we get rid of Ryan Khalil next year. That's fifteen million. We get rid of Greg Olson's uh, dead money next year. That's eleven point six million. Okay. So that gives us from thirty three million. To $60 million, okay? That's not signing the 23 players that we need to sign to have a full roster, okay? So you take that 10.35 away and you're looking at $50 million for next, for next season. And you still, and you're not going to sign 23 players well, to a Luke one. Keighley, you got to keep it in Luke yeah. Keekley is another one that's coming off the books. Um, you're probably going to be able to bring it up. On you're probably going to be able to get out of yeah. everybody's deal at this point. 
Well, and you got to keep in mind, a lot of those deals are front loaded, right? So Eric Reeds is going to be front loaded where he's not going to be as big of a cap hit, you know, hit next year. KK Short is only, this is his last year on his contract, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think he has two, but I think we're able to get back and from yeah. it. Yeah, by that point. Why is over the cap not two, two thi- Two things about it. Like one, do you realistically think we're going to go from thirty-three million to one hundred and forty-one? I'll take okay. the low number. No, one hundred forty-one. Let me give you this. Not. Let and, me give you this though. Let me do. I do want to mention this to you. Is that if I told you we had ninety million in cap space, that is three okay. times more than I have ever ever heard as a Panthers fan. Right now, thirty-three million dollars is the most cap space we have had. Since, 2013, since 2012, dude. I've been doing the podcast yeah. every year. And in 2012, yeah. we had... When when Dave Gettleman became GM, remember when he took over right as the season was starting with the draft? He drafted the two tackles back-to-back, Star and KK and Star, and that was the draft that made us all love him. Straight mm-hmm. up, we had $12 million in cap space that year. 12 million when we were doing the show right now. Now they always make a little bit more. So whatever the number is now, it's going to get a little bit bigger by the time we get to 53 roster day. Somehow they always do it through con, but 90 million would be the most, that's like a mountain of fucking cash. We've never had in our life before. Well, look, can I, can I bring up the point that, well, like, let's compare the Browns to it because the Browns have been the team that's probably been tanking the most, got the most cap space, and had the most draft picks. Okay, so the Browns, when they had the highest cap room, was in 2018 with 62 million cap. That's 62 million, which is 30,000 less than what we're talking about right now. And they had a huge stock of draft capital on top of that, which we don't have. And where are the Browns at right now? The same as they always have been. That's what I was saying. They're at that party trying to get up with their boy Slightly better than Scobert. Scobert. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm really hoping, and and I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know that's listening, and y'all and everybody, I'm really hoping that in one year, y'all can shove this in my face, and I'll take it. I really will. Shove it in my face. Tell me I was wrong. I, I, I will take it. I don't. I really hope that happens. Mel Mayock but. used to be back on the podcast in the day, and he used to always say you didn't want to win. You didn't win Super Bowls in March and April. Yeah. You know, and that is all the teams that are making noise in free agency usually suck. It's, it's the ones that make one big move in free agency that get better. That the one like they do one big thing, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Bears got Khalil Mack. That put them at a spot that that all of a sudden we thought the Bears were the next best thing. How did the Panthers not trade Cam Newton to the Bears for something, man? Like go get Allen Robinson. Like you, they wouldn't trade Allen Robinson straight up for Cam Newton. Come on. All right, let's go back to cat calls. Numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You can have your voice heard on the C three Panthers podcast. Yo, C3, it's Theo from Asheville. Uh, I'm excited. I finally got Tuesday night off because of the virus. But, uh, you know, despite how we got here, I will be in the chat room for the first time. Let's go. So, um, I'm seeing news that the Panthers are trying to finalize with 
Teddy Bridgewater to make him the franchise quarterback of the Panthers. I'm sure you guys have already got calls about it, and you've already talked about it. Um, I got a couple questions on this. How do you feel about Teddy Bridgewater? I think he played great for the Saints. Um, I think he could be a solid addition to our team, kind of plays like Cam a little bit. And I also want to know what you think this means for the future of Cam Newton and the Panthers' plan to move forward with Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I know that we've talked about this being a proving ground year for Cam. Will he even get that opportunity? Um, I'm excited for tonight, and uh, I guess we'll see you there. Keep pounding. All right, thanks for your call, man. Let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater for a second. CK, you said if we were in a vacuum, Teddy Bridgewater is a, you know, we'd be happy about this. You do bring in a guy. I, I wonder what year was Teddy Bridgewater drafted? Was it 2012? Um, yeah. I think uh, 2013, maybe. So he's a good story. You know, is, is Teddy Bridgewater also suffers from the syndrome of being a black quarterback. And what I mean by that is that people have always underestimated him. Very simply put, is that they gave you a million reasons. Teddy Bridgewater was the best player coming out of college that year. Louisville, I believe, is where he played college football at. He put up these, like, their numbers. Their offense was, like, explosive. He did everything right. Teddy was, well, like, he was the good kid, the pot, like, every, and on, on top of that, and even the normal things that they like to go after with what we've seen with Cam Newton, the athletic quarterback, and then they use those terms as, like, secret innuendo you know is that his athleticism wins while this other guy's cerebral cerebral he's not a pocket passer we heard that with cam new teddy bridgewater actually is kind of a basic style quarterback drop back throw the ball go through his progression yeah. that type of player he's not a guy running all around and this and that and um the so part he's like the well-coached soft-spoken kid who's a who's a pocket passer that checks all the boxes, but then he dropped in the boards because he had little hands. Now, to be fair, Roman Harper does call him Teddy Two Gloves because he does wear gloves to throw the football. So here's uh, here's what I'm going to say, and this is maybe opposite of what I had mentioned earlier, just to kind of play both sides of the – take a page out of Stat Daddy's book here and talk to you about uh, his past two seasons – in this, you know, in a Saints uniform, most people are going to point to 2019 as being like that shows he went five and zero. It was an incredible year, just really great things, you know. Well, th yeah, you're right. You know, let's look at that in the vacuum. Kyle Allen had a decent, you know, but uh, he had nine touchdowns over five games, so he wasn't averaging quite two a game um, with a very uh, explosive offensive uh, uh, wide receiver core uh, and uh, a pretty manageable tight end core with a uh, with a very good running back in the backfield who's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, he had a total of – and the problem with these stats is they are going off of his total games, which he played in nine total games, so it skews this number um, where it says his average yards per game were 150 yards. Um, yeah, they were more than that, um, but it wasn't. It, it was he started five games. He started five games. Five games is what he started, but he was participant in nine games. So they're actually taking that nine right. games 
and dividing his total yards by that and make it it makes it harder to give a, a true idea of what he actually did. But How about this? can I give you these numbers to help uh, to and give that some context? He had before you do one ninety six attempts. Yeah, gotcha. Um, before you we go anywhere else, the hard part that I wanted people to take a hard look at is we signed him. Most people would probably say because of his history with Joe Brady. Well, if you want yep. to go that route, let's look at 2018 when Joe Brady was with the Saints Ooh. and Teddy Bridgewater only played in <laughs> one game as a starter and we beat him with Kyle Allen at the helm. Yeah. Um, and he did not look good. It did not look good at all. And it was actually pretty bad. So it was his first game started, though, in two true. years. True. Um, but he also was going against our backups, you know, for the most. Well, let me rephrase. Because it was like the last game. The yeah, last game. We, we yeah. didn't have as many people. I mean, there we were playing hard. Don't get me wrong. But uh, our yeah, whole it was team just not was backups that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they also let us win that game to screw up our draft position. Yeah. There's there's no reason to let us win that game otherwise. Because we went from like seventh, we went from like ninth to 17th or something like that based on that law, based on that win. So, that, I mean, I guarantee you they wanted us to win that game because it didn't affect them at all, and it's really messed our draft Freaking position up. jerks, so. dude. Jerks. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, sure. I got a question for you then because you're talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, were you done, CK? I'm sorry. I don't mean Yeah, to... that's it. Anyway, okay. that's uh, that's all I was going to oh, say. Can I do add to the – I do want to f- finish out the stats, though. Is He was – last year he was efficient. He threw 67, 70, 68% completion. Mm-hmm. While he only did start five games, he had 196 attempts. So he's 133 for 196. His um, he only he had nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Let me see yards per game. He only averaged 153. Now you might change that if it does the starting. Right. He had 1300 yeah, yards in five games. So that's actually pretty okay. good. Like he was effective. Yeah, in those games. Well, can I say he can? That's right. They put him in a good position. Yeah. So I wasn't 100%. looking at. I mean, and he made plays. So we can't. I don't want to take anything away from him. I don't want to take anything away from Teddy, like he, like me trying to criticize him as a player. But the Saints' defense was better than we've ever seen it last year, and they put him in a good position. He didn't have to do a lot. So when he did more than a lot, it looked really good. And can I say those stats you, you, you put off for the five games were pretty impressive, 5-0. and oh, But I'm actually going to look them up right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're probably pretty comparable to uh, Kyle Allen in the five-game stretch he won. Yeah, they weren't and, super impressive. And, and, I remember people yeah, were talking about him in the MVP conversation, which was really odd because he did, it was it was not a very – like they weren't they, – there might have been one really good game. But uh, yeah, it was it, oh, all in all, it was not as uh, impressive as they want to make it seem. And, and I Rex. do want to say for Teddy Bridgewater, he's played in his five years, and I get that there's injuries and he hasn't been a starter since that. He has 38 career touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Cam Newton had 35 touchdowns in 2015 in Teddy Bridgewater's best season, where he had 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Yeah, I so mean, I mean, let's not hold this against <laughs> Teddy. You know, is I think he's actually yeah. going to be a better option. How about this? Is let me ask you a question. Better would than you Kyle. rather have? Would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston? Ah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't like James. I, I don't. I don't. You know, no, I don't know, like man. Because, because free. Th- th- think about think about this. And I was talking to a guy about this earlier today with Jameis Winston. You take away Jameis Winston, he had thirty interceptions. You take away ten of those, just ten. How are the Bucks looking last year? They're a playoff team. Well, that's what a they're, lot of people they're, they're, are actually saying with Tom team. Brady now is that they he had thirty interceptions and they lost like five games by seven points. Yeah, <laughs> and Tom that's what Brady I'm never so they're, had more they're a than fourteen team. interceptions a year. Yeah, so that team's better. Um, but that that he also lost them those games a lot of times. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. So you take like those interceptions not, away, they don't lose those games. But you can't yeah. take them away because he lost them the games. All right, so how about this? Would you right. rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Phillip Rivers? Uh, for me, this is personal. It's totally Teddy Bridgewater. But I hate yeah, Phillip it's Rivers. almost the same for me. Teddy Bridgewater and Phillip Rivers are about the same to me as far as – And I'm Catholic. And I don't even like Teddy. I don't even like Philip Rivers. Hey, Greg, you might want to dip out and jump back in. Your stream, your video stream, has been frozen and and stuff for a minute. So, all right, you're now. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um, Who somebody? Would you rather have Philip Rivers or Teddy Bridgewater? I think it's Teddy. I mean, especially if he can prove himself. Um, I mean, to be fair, we got Teddy for a cheaper price than uh, Indy got uh, Philip for one year. So, I mean, if you look at the average over three years. Yeah. Um, so Teddy Bridgewater or Teddy Bridgewater or Eli Manning. I mean, that's easy. Oh, God. Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How about Teddy Bridgewater or Andy Dalton? They're they're pretty comparable quarterbacks if you look at stats. To be truly honest with you, Andy Dalton has just been marred by injury as well. You know, it's kind of funny they have a yeah. similar uh, situation. His problem has always been, uh, I feel like they haven't really provided him anything other than uh, than AJ Green. They tried with uh, Joe Mixon and uh, uh, you know Ross and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I just I don't think he was put in a very good spot. I think he did a really good job there for the first five to six seasons of his career, but uh, he did still... not even a really good job. He did a good, a okay job. A great I'm job. So yeah. Part of this is for me is that I just per- I have personal opinions, like I have personal affinities and dis whatever the opposite of affinity is for people. And so like, I've always loved Cam, hated Dalton. Why do I hate Dalton? It's because I had to listen for two years to people try to tell me Andy Dalton was better than fucking Cam Newton. And I was like, Same y'all did- class, yeah, dumbest fuckers i've ever seen in my i was gonna pull out my g baby spirit animal on those mugs every time right and so i don't like andy dalton it has nothing to do with andy dalton it has to do with people that liked andy dalton <laughs> and no. at the same time like i like i've always liked teddy bridgewater um no. and kind of cheered for him even when he was in minnesota and was just being okay and average and by the way uh, Bridgewater never had to be he was put out there a rookie and he did a lot of good things as a rookie remember that was like when he handed off the ball to AP and they just like he got 1600 yards that year or something like crazy yeah he didn't even there. need to yeah Bridgewater didn't even need to do a thing like but he still he was manageable as a rookie but wasn't great um, I you know the, the I, I'm like I said in a vacuum I'm happy about it the problem is we can't look at this in a vacuum this mm-hmm. is always going to be the guy who replaced Cam Newton. It's always yeah. going to be he's thrown into a crappy situation. 
Um, you know, as much as it may seem like it's familiar and, and one of the justifications I've heard, and this is something we haven't brought up is because of his history with Joe Brady, Joe Brady ran a simpler, simplified version of the L or of the uh, new Orleans saints offense when he went to LSU, which means that he can now basically go and, and have Teddy Bridgewater seamlessly understand what he's going to be doing. And with all the restrictions from, the COVID-19, uh, you know, uh, causing the, the, the mass hysteria in the world uh, that it has, uh, we can't, they can't meet with people. There are no off-season off training activities. Um, there is nothing going on right now. And it, I guess the value for Teddy Bridgewater being a part of this is Teddy Bridgewater will know that offense better than Cam Newton has an opportunity to. That'd they be better the let them. They bet. You know what? Is they better let those. We need to adjust the rules this year, right? And play, play like the way the game's been played. Oh. We need to put some sort of adjustment on the rules that allows teams to catch back up. You know, uh, and that they should be allowed. What do you to mean? Do vi- All right. So how about this? Is let's let's take away any restrictions right now from now until the shutdown for teams to hold conference me- video conference meetings, contact in that way. You're losing so much right now is that maybe, okay. okay, we can't meet and have these undrafted whatever rookies come in. But Ron used to always be like, it's about us them teaching and teaching. Well, you know what is that? You might not be able to teach them straight up on the field, but maybe the running backs – coach should be able to talk with the running backs and go through first initial phases what they should expect when they get to training camp what they're going to do like this it's not the same but we right now just sticking to the rules that are football and just saying well now since we missed OTAs you can't have two a day you can't there's got to be some sort of adjustment you would hope or else the first month and a half of this 17-game schedule is going to fucking suck, dude. Every team is going to look like trash. Well, they're not doing the 17-game schedule this season. Oh, that's is start, that the, that, that's start, that's just the playoffs. Yeah, that's yeah, the next season. Playoffs. This season is okay. just the playoffs, yeah. It's just okay. the extra teams in the playoffs. Okay. So. But, it, but, anyway, but I get what you're saying. My point is, yeah. is that usually we don't start seeing good football anyway until week three. <clears throat> All right. the teams look rusty in some former capacity. You'll hear this is that defenses are ahead of offenses early on, and then offenses catch up as they start to click and get this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long time. For, imagine what it's going to be like. And we've heard this. The other thing is scary, too, is what is this going to do for potential injuries for players? And what I mean by that is that there has been a lot of old school players that used to talk about this as like, yeah, we beat the shit out of each other in practices, two a days and all of this, and we were hurt all the time. But you didn't have as many of these non-contact injuries where guys are just like gym training so much, and then they get on the field and do something and their knee blows out. Um, what is that going to do? A lot of concerns there. So I think the NFL should let teams adjust. Maybe it's getting playbooks to guys. I don't know what it is. But I I hope that we don't just archaically apply whatever the rules are currently as normal. You know what I'm saying? Well, they just 
bargained uh, in the new CBA for less practice time. So that's kind of working the opposite direction of that desire. Uh, you know, I wonder less why that's only. so important to football players. Because they only care, excuse me, not all of them. The majority of the NFL only cares about money. Do you realize the base NFL salary for one year is $50,000 more than the president makes a year? Well, the president like, is not supposed to make a lot of money. I get that, but th- I'm just saying, as far as importance goes, that's the base salary for the NFL. It's fifty thousand dollars. What I'm just saying is, makes. I would think the majority I would of want players them. only care about the money. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next call. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. What's up, fellas? This is Joe from Oregon. Haven't called in since the season went down, uh, but I've been checking in. Been in the chat room, loving it. Appreciate y'all watching every Tuesday. Um, but today is the day. Um, Carolina has fucked up. Tepper fucked up. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe that it's happening this way. Such sloppiness. That's the way. Just just to come out with that statement and Cam Newton just the rebuttal so quick, and then to have other Panther players comment and say, "Oh, sounds familiar." You know, Trey Turner commentary. It's just amazing, and it's just terrible. It's a terrible look. I mean, I just, I'm kind of confused because, you know, Matt Rule was, like, gushing and all this stuff about Cam Newton, and if you knew that wasn't the case, you didn't have to do that. And, you know, Matt Rule seemed like a respectable guy, but now you got to question him. Like, was he lying? Like, what was the point of doing all that if they weren't going to keep him? I just know? figured it out. And it's not the fact that they aren't keeping him. It's just the way that they're doing it. They went about it. It's just so sloppy, so... Yeah, I'm going to be leaving this franchise. Uh, wherever Cam goes, I'm going. Um, still going to check in with y'all, though. But this is just craziness. I agree. I can't wait to watch y'all today. Later. I just figured it out. What is so, it? We, we continue to ask, why is Marty Herney still part of the organization? Right? We said, oh, why don't, you bring, yeah. why don't you bring in... Um, like a GM and a coach together, one man, one unit, one vision, turning the new leaf. So then we tried to figure out why Marty Herney still was here, and then it was because David Tepper told her he's one of the greatest evaluators of talent. He's, you know, <laughs> in the country or whatever, right? So we've heard this. Now we see, right, is that the Panthers – are uh, completely heading a new direction. Marty Herney is is ultimately the ax the the ax man. What if you brought <laughs> in? What if you brought in a new GM for the long term, and his first order of business is to get rid of fucking Cam Newton, mm-hmm. get rid of Greg Olson, tear the shit down make new relationships with players, and turn around that list that you read off earlier, Greg. No, we let Marty Herney be the ma- dig the grave. He digs the, mm-hmm. He's digging this grave for all of these people, and it just turns out he's the last one to be put down. Yeah. It, if that's true, then David Tepper and Matt Rule are the greatest supervillains ever because they executed this plan to perfection 
making a lot of people believe what they were saying was true and, and, and going through this. And that's a very, very valid uh, explanation right there. I, I think you're onto something, man. I really do. I, do I, think, I think that right. might be exactly like, right. We'll find out yeah. the, the day after the draft, I'll tell you. Oh. Well, I mean, you don't want the the fingerprints of this to be on the guy that needs to then go court the next era of Panthers. So let me ask this then. Do you feel as though now that this done the, the dirty work at this point, some might say once Cam Newton is traded, all of that is done. Is he gone before the draft? Or is he gone after the draft? No, he can't. He's a, it's after. It's after. And the question is this so? is now that we are talking about the greatest supervillains of all time, that wouldn't make Tepper is Lex Luthor. Uh, that's exactly what I compare him to. Right? <laughs> that's exactly the what I compare him to. Same example. Yep. All right. And mm-hmm. it's Super Cam. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm on to it. All right. I figured it out. <laughs> but on yeah. top of that is it's got to be after the draft. And my mm-hmm. last question in the evilest genius plan of ever is there one other casualty before? There's only one guy it. left to cut. I know. I know. Is that not like <laughs> and, the. <laughs> and you know what? Quite honestly. I hope for his sake. I really do at this point, and I'm saying it right now. I may change my mind later. I hope for Christian McCaffrey's sake that he gets somewhere where they can utilize him and they will take care of him. Because as it looks right now in this organization, that's not going to happen. So I wish the best for him. I hope they don't end up doing to his career what I feel like the Panthers have done to Cam Newton's career. J-Dub says Lex Luthor would have done it in year one. <laughs> so Tepper's uh, maybe. maybe. Slack. All yeah. right. So he planted the seed in year one. Let's say so. the name. What should the Carolina Panthers do with Christian McCaffrey in lieu of this? This is mm. is that mm. you talked about this. You guys talked about this. This is a business, after all. The reason that they're signing free agents, having Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Okung, any of these guys. It's because they have to fill seats. You get rid of Christian McCaffrey, that is not happening. No right. questions asked. It is not. I don't care what free agent you get. You're not going out and grabbing somebody in place of him and then paying more than his rookie contract is going to be asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, None of that's going to be happening. So you do not. He is, at this point, as some people might say, he is untouchable. He is not moving. He and DJ Moore are the most untouchable people on this team right now. But why DJ Moore? They just traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They just traded DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, for David Johnson. For David Johnson. So, I guess, is he as untouchable as you say? Could you and should you move him for a boatload of assets? Right? Right? If you can move him and move up. What's a boatload at this point? Yeah, I'd say you got to define what the assets are. I mean, because if you're talking one first about first rounder, like not worth it. No, it's got to be a first rounder this year, a first and third this year, and like a second. Nah, that's nobody's gonna give that third next year. You All know, right. how much the Khalil right. Mack warrant? He got he got a boat like they said. Yeah, look what Stephon Diggs just 
Look what Stefan yeah, Diggs just exactly. warranted. Stefan Diggs just warranted a first, a third, a fourth next year, and a second next year. Yeah, was ridiculous. Also, they, and I would are, put, they were like picking 28th anyway, though. So right, but I still wouldn't than, put anybody like them above Christian McCaffrey. All right, so then we would be trading for back, right? And then, Okay. Um, the other, maybe it's to get Oku, Ok, Okuda, Okudu, whatever his name. Um, but here, what about this? So someone said to me at my where I work at, and he said, you can quote me on this. His name is Stuart. And Stuart said that we should come out right now and sign Christian McCaffrey to a blockbuster deal. The biggest deal. Like the, you know, I'm saying something that makes him the dude. With the idea of this, is that okay? You're gonna tell me it's not wise to pay a running back big time money. But what if we view Christian McCaffrey as a running back for two years, and for the last three years of the contract as a slot receiver, who's gonna yeah. get and money you can do like that. that. That's and the that way you just like basically is yeah. yeah it's like you say beat ass for two years and then become Julian Edelman with still the option to run if you wanted to and then when you, you start know? thinking of it as a receiver contract in the, those years also three years down the road the inflation at that point you're not even going to be able to get like some crappy dude. You know what I'm saying? At this point, like a Brenton Burson for that price, that down the road. Not that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. The, to me, that's the one reason that I say that signing Christian McCaffrey should not be seen entirely as just seen as, signed as a running back. And I think even yeah. more so than a Le'Veon Bell, I think more so than any running back I've ever seen, except for Marshall Falk. I think they could have done this with Marshall Falk back in the day. And that's just, you know no. what, is that we used to call you a running back, but we're just going to play you as a slot receiver all day now, and you're just going to eat mugs alive. Well, I mean, when you're catching 30 passes less than the wide receiver who just broke the record for passes in a season, yeah, I would say you're, you I mean, you beat 90% of the wide receivers in the NFL as far as receptions go, right. and honestly, yards too. So, I mean, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, man, he's... He's a special monster. And, Tony, I can tell you right now, you just put that thought out there. I can almost guarantee you that in the next week or two, there's going to be a report in the Charlotte Observer saying almost the exact same thing. So yeah. it's going to happen. He's a monster? I think – No, I no, think the, that, that, that Carolina's going to sign him to a wide receiver and watch. Somebody's going to be like, oh, I have a great idea. Let's sign him to a deal yeah, where he's a right. running back right. for the first yeah. two years. Ghost watch going to happen. Charlotte Observer. Make gonna, sure you quote report. Stewart. Yep. Stewart wants credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think this is that how do you, what would also, what would Lex Luthor do right now as the world is turning against him? As David Tepp, right? What would be the only thing right now, the news that could come out that would make you feel not shitty about the way Panthers are treating their players. And that would be a mega extension for Christian McCaffrey. But you would hear this is yeah. there goes Marty Herney overpaying them running backs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's yeah. out the door. It doesn't matter. Let him do that. So here's the part of it, right? This is goes right to what you're saying. He's going to yeah. make that deal. And then now all of a sudden, uh, he's, he's out the, the door. He's out the door. Yeah. And it's on, it's on Herney. It's on Herney. 
Ernie did uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I fit, man. Mm. I, I, you know what? Is that if they're smart, Greg, that's the story they steal from the show. I agree. That's the story. I agree. Go. All right. That's, next that, that needs to get out there. Yep. Hi, what's up? C3 family. It's Carl D. Carl D. How are Carl D. Good, hey, this is Carl D. I like, well, I like to say what up to my friends, the Professor Tony, Cody, the Bat Daddy, himself, Hi, the man of the hour, and Mr. CK. How y'all doing today? Living the dream. That's uh, good. Again, um, nightmare. Today? has been a crazy day and a sad day for the Panther Nation. Hell yeah. So, we're getting rid of Cam. That's crazy. Quit saying but, it. Mm, it, yes, it, I, am it. I am pissed off. I, first, I like to start saying, I like to, first I'll say, the reason I'm pissed off I wouldn't be pissed off of us getting rid of Cam if they didn't treat Cam and deceive us like they've done. Thank you. That's exactly they what I'm saying. First, they talked about they keeping Cam, at least for this season, and blah, blah, blah. But then at the, when all of a sudden... Oh. Oh, is he back? They... Sounds like now they get rid of him, and oh, then they try to blame. Then they try to say Cam demanded the trade. That's a bunch of bull shit. I am so disappointed in this new organization. Kemper is, you know what? And Penny Bridgewater are. So we're replacing Cam for the water for Teddy. The water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. If you was going to tank, why didn't you just come out and say you're tanking? Thank Instead you. Me and Carl be on the same page, man. We leave, okay, with Cam coming back and what you tell me, yeah, what you do. And then I heard they were talk about Sam Seeker and get traded. Yep. So, I'm just saying, man, if tank mode, if you tank it, say thank you. I think we would have been much happier fan base if you just admit the truth. This organization seems like including Mr. Owner Tamper seems to be nothing but a bunch of liars, deceivers, and assholes. Yes, Panther fans. Fuck Tamper. Fuck Herney. Fuck Rule. Fuck the whole organization. You know how I'm pissed. Well, that, if I'm saying that, I'm... Yep. All right. Uh, here, here's, here's part two. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, you know how I am cheating if I'm going to say that. You know, I'm tired of being... Our last owner, he was lying to You know, I'm tired of this organization. Why is wrong this bad organization? We can never keep a good thing going. Every time we have something good, it's always an organization. Whether it's a new regime or an old regime. I don't get it. 
This call is a little shaky on the quality, so we're going to keep going through. Guys, responses, though, quickly to Carl D's points right there. The team lied to us. A lot of people upset um, personally. And, again, we saw we heard this on the call earlier as well. Greg Olson chiming in says, sounds familiar. You hear these guys. Really, it's very, right now, for the last decade, the Panthers have really had trouble with dealing with personnel. I mean, whether it goes from Steve Smith and Greg Hardy, right? You have one hand, you got Steve Smith, the exodus, that, you know, blood and guts. Then you get D'Angelo Williams, but then you get the Greg Hardy person, all this stuff up and down. Nothing has really gone well personnel-wise, it seems like, and it continues to go south here to from Thomas Davis to uh, Olsen, now to Cam Newton. Well, for Carl D, man, I want to say you are exactly my mindset on this. Everything he said is exactly the way I feel. I mean, it's like he was reading my tweets earlier and just spitting them off. So whatever you're smoking to stay that calm with you saying you're pissed off, I want some of that, man, because that didn't sound pissed off to me, but you're saying the exact same thing I am. Um, it, You know, and Tony goes back to, to everything. It, it, it's all about the way they've they've gone about this and the deception they've given us. You know, Carl D was talking about how they lied to us and you know, that's what <laughs> I've been saying for, for weeks is look behind what they're saying. It, it's 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 what they're not saying that's concerning. And I don't get how anybody can trust anything they say from here on out. Because especially with Matt Rule because Matt Rule's made it clear that everything with the offense and where they're going forward is his decision. And so if this comes down today, then that's what he wanted to happen. And he straight up told us, I want Cam Newton to be our quarterback. When he had every power possible to make that happen. He just didn't. You know? Yeah, I wonder how much but, here Matt Rule is really... Um, behind the wheel? He said he had full control. That's why he's got Joe Brady, remember? He said it was his his choice. Here's my biggest takeaway from this. And this is where I want to believe that the organization didn't lie to us, right? Um, I I do. And and my mind goes to the logic of in a a world, you know, in a a world that you actually want to trade him away. They gave every ounce of leverage they had from day one. Every ounce. Like, if they said, oh, he's healthy, we're good, we're going to go ahead and, you know, we would like to move forward. Like, no, they said he's not healthy, we can't trade him, right? And now all of a sudden, we want to, you know, once he's healthy, we're going to be excited to have him on the field, right? All of these things are kind of leading to the idea that they really wanted to keep him. But if they wanted to trade him, the the trade value is constantly going down with everything they're saying, every single move they make, everything they're doing up until today. And then now all of a sudden you have this trade option that comes about. And I don't know how many teams are calling, right? Especially in the midst of all of this. Well, they don't uh, have to call now. All they got to do is wait. 
Yeah, because they know he's going to be released, and they might be able to. Now, granted, if he gets released, the other part of this is they're going to have to pay him immediately, right? He's going to have mm-hmm. to sign a new contract. He's going to have to. They're he's going to want to get paid more than the seventeen. I mean, he, he's not going to want to be paid less than Ryan Tannehill. Let's be honest about some stuff, boys. He's not going to want to be paid Dude, less Ryan than Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. Ju- yeah, that's the thing. Is like. That would be some bullshit. Like the whole world well, and- will end in that moment. That is the moment that the black hole collapses on the like on itself. Mm-hmm. Ryan and, Tannehill and you know making something- more money. How about this? Is Kirk Cousins? Think about this. Is that right now Minnesota drafted, or at one point Minnesota drafted Teddy Bridgewater to be their franchise quarterback going forward? They lose him to injury. They pay. Kirk Cousins, a mega contract of $80 million guaranteed over two years, or 84 what it is. Now Kirk Cousins has in, uh, negotiated another extension. Teddy Bridgewater is the start of the Carolina Panthers, and Cam Newton makes no money. <laughs> what the fuck world are we living in? <laughs> yeah. An interesting one. Oh my gosh, Kirk Cousins is uh, Kirk. First of all, Kirk Cousins should teach business classes. Yeah. And and let's real quick let's talk about that Tannehill contract. Everybody's freaking out about how high it was. Tannehill did really well last year, so he, he deserves did. it. He managed but, to be with behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL with a great running game as well. If you look at his stats, he said that about a lot of quarterbacks in the league, though. Yeah, but if you look at his stats too, behind that type of an offensive line, he did not have like he was not destroying with you know four he touchdowns. Did. He did in those first his couple was weeks. Pretty he took damn over. good. So he took over in the regular season, and all of a sudden it was like, damn, Ryan Tannehill's way better. Wasn't he the starter he for when we faced him? But the I don't think he was. No, was he wasn't. He? Mariota started the year. I know. No, but we but faced, we, he wasn't signed we, on as a starter. We went to that game and we won that game. Yeah, we destroyed them. Mm, he had a good regular season, anyway. but here is the thing: is this is what is that the he threw like eighteen yards in the last four games of the season in the playoffs? Well, he threw okay. like five yards. Come on. Well, let me put it like this: what I'm saying is, is his contract. I think he's deserving of his contract based on the way he performed last year. That's that. That's an opinion. If you like it, yes or no, take it for what it is. But what I'm saying is. That contract in two years is going to be like the twenty third best contract in the NFL. So well, it happened. Cam that Newton's quickly. was in twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's why it was so exactly. brilliant that we did that. Exactly. But it's still Ryan yeah. Tannehill, dude. Ryan Tannehill. Let's see how many games did he play last year. He played. Oh, I'm not talking about Ryan Tannehill. He let's started ten. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the stats. So I got him right oh. here, but he wasn't that bad. Tell me, tell me what he did in Miami. Okay, in Miami. What, what do you, who do you have in Miami? Where he started. Right, yeah. who do you have in Miami? And before he got injured, he didn't do that bad. Let's look at it. He's he's right in level with Cam Newton. In Miami, he's oh 66-65% completion rate, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 12 interceptions for most of his years in Miami. He's not that bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we beat Tannehill handily. All right, how about this? Is I give you this: is Tannehill is better than a lot of players, and yes. these are the ones that I would give you. Is that for me? I think of the T- Tannehill and the class of Blake Bortles, Trubisky, and Ryan Tannehill. Three players mm. that didn't do shit before they got to the NFL, 
but people acted like because they checked all the boxes that they were going to be great in the NFL, right? These are scouting wet dreams, and that is that you saw you're a scout, you watched 11 games of Trubisky, and you see, and he's this, he meets these measurements. He did this combine shit. They did that for Blake. A friend of mine used to call this is those are guys that look good in an NFL uniform. They just look good. They, they hold the the pads right. They met. They just measure what good quarterbacks are supposed to be or whatever they're good at their position. So I'd say he's better than Bortles and Trubisky. But other than that, well, but and, is he better than Bridgewater? No. Who do you take? Well, he better in Bridgewater so. last year. I would look, say they're Bridgewater comparable. Look, look, I would say they're comparable. They're, they're, I would say they're very comparable. Yeah, I would yeah. say they're comparable. Look, look I think Tannehill, Tannehill tends had, to probably make more mistakes. And and I would say uh, Teddy has a lower, a higher floor, higher steel, a higher, higher floor, floor okay. than Tannehill. Okay. With well, I was looking at it last the year. same ceiling. Tannehill had 10 games last year. He had a 70% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions in 10 games. That's not bad. You play 16 games, you're looking at 30, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's a pretty good season. I mean, that's Cam Newton's MVP season oh, no, as far as no, touchdowns and no, interceptions so, go. You so, can't even, yep. I'm just saying, I'm going by no, numbers, man. No, I'm just saying. Not, no, that's Almost 3,000 yards in 10 games. You forgot this. Bad you forgot the 15 wins. You forgot the 35 rushing touchdowns. I'm not saying he's an MVP. I'm saying the numbers are there. Look, look at Bridgewater. Bridgewater made the Pro Bowl with 14 uh, touchdowns We're and nine interceptions. Never say those words. So, I mean, podcast again. <laughs> you also remember they had a pretty decent uh, setup with their uh, offensive weapons as well in Tennessee. You're right, but we never discount any other player for that. You, but let's, you never talk about how. Let's t- be fair to Tannehill on that. They only had Derrick Henry and that rookie receiver. Right, right. And you other don't just than that, other players like, like that. Yeah, they so. did have a decent offensive line that played like shit for the first seven mm-hmm. games, and then played better afterwards. So, no, is that to me? I feel like I'm about where Tannehill. I don't dislike Tannehill. How about this? Mm-hmm. Is I would, but would you, you have rather us sign, regardless of the money? Would you have rather us sign Tannehill over Teddy Bridgewater? I would have. Wow. Personally, yes, Racist. I would have. <laughs> all right next call not that i hate teddy bridgewater i told you before i, I like know, teddy bridgewater I compared, to cam. compared to cam yeah. i know i'm just <laughs> <laughs> being clear about this whole freaking thing teddy bridgewater water signing a three-year sixty dollar sixty million dollar deal is not making starting franchise quarterbacks for the next 12 years Baylor numbers that say you are, he's a stop yet guy. <laughs> Unless something else happens, you can cut him after a year or trade him after a year or two. It doesn't really matter. We can probably, at the end of the day, get more draft capital for a healthy Teddy Bridgewater than an injury prone Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton being healthy is a three to six ratio, fellas. Three winning seasons of healthy Cam Newton, six losing season, seasons of an unhealthy Cam Newton. That's not worth signing to a deal. Panther fans are sitting there holding your breath. We should just let him play it for one more year. <clears throat> Why? 
you're holding your breath hoping he throws the 35 touchdowns, and then what, you sign him to a $30 million contract? No. You're just going to walk and go play for some other team. So how does that benefit us as a franchise? Panther Nation doesn't know anything, through myself, about winning football teams. Because the Carolina Panthers are 199 and 201 as a franchise. We know nothing but mediocrity. And Cam Newton has been nothing but mediocre for the exception of his athleticism. Take away his athleticism, which, by the way, that has happened the last two seasons. He is not a good quarterback. Get over it. Stop being in denial. Go ahead and hang up on me if you want. I don't care. Facts are facts. He's had three winning seasons and six losing seasons. And our seasons have taint based on his health because he's a reckless football player who gets hurt in the preseason all the freaking time. Crap ribs, busted face, busted foot. Doesn't freaking matter. He gets hurt one way or the other. And then he doesn't disclose the information to anybody. And then he sacrifices the entire season because he doesn't want to humble himself and sit his butt on the bench and get his body right. I'm glad we're done. I'm glad we're turning the page. Let's look forward to something new and stop whining over a single player. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh... uh all right. F- you know what is again i'll say this that's the stupidest thing i ever heard and this whole court you're out of order no 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 you're out of order this whole court is out of order this whole court is out of order what the hell shut up man cam newton didn't wreck our seasons first of all cam newton's playing like a god forsaken mvp in 2018 and then, you know what, wrecked his season, getting fucking blasted out of a team that this, Bradbury just got paid $15 million a year this year. You remember what, you know what, everybody's going to put up the stats about Bradbury, about how he held Mike Evans, how he held this guy, how he held this mother. Well, you know what I remember about Bradbury is him fucking reading that play 1,000% wrong on Juju Smith-Suster's in that game, 90-whatever-fucking-yard touchdown, and then Cam Newton getting then having to throw the fucking crazy ball where it was on his fault and this and that, and then his shoulder gets all blasted the fuck up. Nah, man. No, no, no. Shut fuck up on this one. You know what? I'm, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. You always call me out. You call in this show all the time. You like to pick on me. That's cool. I like being picked on. But I'm going to tell you this. Is that this is what motherfuckers who have Cam Newton get to say. They get to say those things because they got the hottest girl in the room type thing. Now, we don't. You're going to be begging for fucking Cam Newton like a motherfucker all day. How about this? Good luck, Teddy Bridgewater. I don't mind you. I don't dislike you. But have you seen the Carolina Panthers offensive line? You might not have that leg anymore, bro. Cam Newton willed this team to success year after year after year. And you can say that it was the defense. You can say this, it was his athlete. No. They put a defense out there every fucking year. That we put, we had a good defense, man. We were up there with like Seattle, right? We were talking about this. Yeah, there was one year. It was either, 
I think it was the 2015 season for the first four for six games, or maybe it was in 2013, where like this defense is like Chicago Bear ass defense. We had 64 sacks in 2013, but guess what we had on offense? We have fucking Cam Newton, and that is it. That is it. That is it. So you should know. I'm not going to let you come on this podcast and trounce the name that made us relevant for a decade. Made us relevant for a decade. What did I tell you, CK, last year when we were on the porch or whatever? When we had, or maybe it was Cody, I told him. When we were at that game, I said, when we got Cam Newton, we have a chance. Guess what? We don't know if we have a chance against the motherfucking Browns or Dolphins or whatever shit team you want to list right now. Mm. No. Don't trounce on Cam Newton's name right now. Don't do it. So I take it I missed that call. That was probably that Ryan guy that always calls and rags me and you. Yeah, from Tucson. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Which is cool. Like, I yeah. like him. Like, I don't mind that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't mind you, different opinions. I'm not going to come up here yeah. and tell him this. Is like, it's time for me to throw stones back. Throwing stones no, back this is that yeah. this we went to the fucking Super Bowl with Ted Ginn Jr., Philly Brown, and Brenton Burson, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Fifteen and one. One of the best seasons ever put together by a quarterback with those three receivers. We thought that our offense got better when we added Kelvin Benjamin. We thought what it was over when we lost him. What was we thought it was t- over yes. when we lost him. We went to the Super Bowl. No, is that Cam Newton has been the only thing on this offense. And I do think that Cam Newton himself is part of the reason for Carolina's struggles. And what I mean by that is that we have, you you take it for granted. You take it for granted Mm -hmm. that you've got this asset. And so what we didn't do is we didn't invest in the offensive line. We didn't have to go and do these things on offense and we cheapskated which is fine because we had to but we put it on this defensive plan okay but you could not have done that with another quarterback the only reason you were able to do that the entire time is because you had a dude that would get blasted in the fucking face that would get up most people would have been dead by 2014 yeah well, it's like I had a guy argue with me that Patrick Mahomes could have a better season than Cam Newton's 15-1 and one season. And I was like, yeah, but the thing is, as far as record goes, but the thing is, he didn't. He hasn't had a better season. And guess what? Cam Newton didn't have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and, and, and Hardman and everybody that, that, that uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes has had. So I'm not knocking Patrick Mahomes. He's a great quarterback, amazing quarterback. But you're absolutely right, Tony. Nobody. But Cam Newton could have done that. You put Patrick Mahomes with that line with Ted Ginn, Philly Brown, and I don't even Brenton Burson as he your might wide be receivers. the only one just because he's like crazy magical in his own right. I don't even think you do with that it's man. A different you take magic. Away, he's magical yeah. because he has amazing, amazing weapons. You know, it's like it's it's like Dak Prescott's so good because he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys with that offensive line, the wide receivers, and and that uh, running back. Put him somewhere else tell, and see what happens. I want to tell him Ryan you know? from Tucson one more thing. Is a lot of this, and this is what I've tried to say, and I've been consistent. If you want to go back and watch all the old C3 Panthers podcasts or download them on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher, you should. Which you should. But you should also smash the thumbs up button and subscribe because you get to see 
trying to get all fucking wonky uh, on Tuesday nights like this. But I've continued and continued. I've been consistent throughout all of my... Uh, I think I've been consistent. Maybe I'm not. But I've said this. is that I don't want to be in a... The scariest thing about not having Cam Newton is not having Cam Newton. And that is we have had a quarterback. That has been the one thing. His health? Okay. We have questions about it. All right, this and that. We have questions about our defense. We have questions about the cap, this and that. But we never questioned who the fuck our quarterback was for since Cam right. Newton's been here. He's been our, our – It's a. It's, he's been our wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, And this is what – how many marriages have ended where you're married to a wonderful, beautiful woman, right? I mean, out of your league type woman. But the That's mundaneness, right now, but... but the but the mundaneness of the of your life over time, and then one other woman bats her eyes at you, and you're fucking in the bed or whatever you're doing with it, and you ruin something, and then six weeks down the road you go, oh my god, I ruined my entire life. Not only did mm-hmm. I ruin my entire life, I lost the best thing that I've ever had in my life too. Over. So you some tramp so that is what has happened don't so fall <laughs> for it ryan don't fall for the tramp in her pretty eyes and her a little bit of attention because she ain't as beautiful as your wife i will defend cam newton until the my dying breath and i will provide stats galore to show you what type of a player he is now you take out the once again let's go ahead and take into the consideration the injuries have been an issue the past couple of years we can be fair and we can concede that and there is a risk involved with bringing him back because we don't know if he's able to sustain the type of hits he was used to being able to sustain his entire career we don't know those things but what we do know is when Cam Newton is healthy, he is a game changer. And people, if you look up until he got hurt, he has always been on the top 100 players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He is he was one of the most respected players by people from other teams of any quarterback out there. When you hear people talk about Cam Newton, you hear nothing but people. You hear Cam Jordan. You hear even Gerald McCord before he came over here. People love Cam, and they want him in our. They want him in the league, and they feel like he is something that is electric. And and uh, you know you cannot have an NFL without him. Uh, but let's take into consideration when he does start to actually deteriorate. We saw in 2018. What a a Cam Newton adjusting to the way that the NFL like would need him to adjust to be able to stay healthy. We saw him starting to do that, and he mm-hmm. was actually having the best numbers of his career, hands mm-hmm. down, no questions asked. And he didn't even have nearly the type of weapons he has now, or he would have had with the Panthers, um, mm-hmm. and this year if he stayed. There are so many things pointing to the fact that Cam Newton is such a good quarterback. Take out the quarterback. Take the add the rushing. You want to people want to try to say those don't matter. Those don't matter. Those are a big part of this game. And when you talk about the ability to actually have the quarterback run, what that does is it adds an extra blocker. Right, So now your quarterback could run. That is even more explosive. So you cannot take away the ability for him to run the ball away from him being a quarterback as being con- considered to be one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, in the NFL the, you know, that we've, we've seen in the past 10 years at the very least. Even, I will- even if you take away the read option type aspect of the game, right? I'm just talking about, and which has gone away. 
We haven't seen that since 2016. Not really honest, successfully, like, I mean, yeah. not like on the level. Maybe a little. Yeah, I would say maybe a little in 2017. But it's no, a trick play they, now, not 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 a base like right, play right, like offense. that was our yeah. offense. Like we ran that like 67 percent of the time at one point. Right, <laughs> right. That's not where Cam gets. But here's the thing. My I've seen uh, the Panthers play the Giants, and I saw them. Uh, one year, I've seen them maybe a couple of times. One year, we blasted the shit out of them, like 56 to whatever. It was a great game. So hot. We just beat their ass. And our defense had like two pick sixes and stuff in this. But this is the prototypical Eli Manning play to me. Is that if there is pressure around... Eli Manning don't get sacked. He sacks himself. Like he would just mm-hmm. go to the ground, like a go little, down. and, and yeah. be like this, and then in the fetal position. And people want to call him a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen Cam Newton curl Overall up in fucking record. fetal position like that? No, no. So this is I don't need Cam Newton to be the the guy that runs the read option all three out of four plays. What I need is Cam Newton to be two hundred fifty pounds and not fall down like a little bitch. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Should not say that. I'm so angry right now. I got all. I'm imping my feelings. <laughs> that is not. That's yeah. a sexist comment. It was unnecessary. But we don't need him to be all up in there like whatever. That is not a sexist comment in the position <laughs> like that. Well, I don't, I don't think it's a sexist comment. But. It is. But well, the point is, is that no, is that that's where Cam Newton doesn't have to be the same player. But that doesn't mean his assets aren't. And I aren't good. And look, he's a better quarterback than people gave him credit for. That's the thing. Is that how many uh-huh. of those games, the deep ball, the only thing, if you really want to talk shit about Cam Newton right now, if this is what you truly want to talk junk about Cam Newton, is that we ain't seen him throw the deep ball like he used to. And it's not because we're not sure if he can get it down there. We just haven't seen it connect. Yeah. When was the last and, time we you know, saw a big play or this or that? The last one I remember seeing it smooth. The last one I remember is Ted Ginn. In the right. in that that, that amazing, I can't. It might have been the Seahawks or something. It wasn't a good year for us or anything, but it was like right in like la, like he had, right in the, down the seam. Yeah, right in the middle. In the, yeah, I think I in the middle about, of yeah. the end zone, and it mm-hmm. was where it was like one, like he sh- everybody yeah. should have been out of bounds. Like he yeah. caught it on his fingertips. Yeah, he caught his on his toe tips. Yeah. It was everything yeah. on his tips. The tip of the football well, on his fingertips on his toe tips. Yeah, exactly. That's the last one I remember him throwing. Um, of the, any any type of an actual Cam Newton type deep ball. Uh, well, look, and this goes back to to CK, which you were kind of hitting on. Is let's not forget the last time we saw Cam Newton on the field healthy. He was six and two, the second best record in the NFL, and he was a top three to four MVP candidate in the NFL. That was the week before the Pittsburgh game where he got injured. He was. He was there. He was that guy, healthy. And and Tony, don't let this Ryan guy get you too riled up, man. And CK, I know you're kind of on the side with this with this Ryan guy, but this may change your opinion. This is a guy who, who who argued with me that the Patriots weren't a successful team before they got Tom Brady. Where if you go back and look at the seven years before they had Tom Brady, they had four playoff appearances, two 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 division championships, Super Bowl appearance. To me, that's pretty successful. So I wouldn't put too much 
heed into what he says. I think he says things to rile us up. Well, J-Dub but. said it. J-Dub, he shouted me out earlier, and he said this. As he said, you, Cam Newton, Secret Service. And that's what I used to call myself back in the day, all day long. Yeah. Get my Twitter sword out. I'm going to fight for Cam Newton. You just brought out some old school Tony. Let's go to Rich Kingston in the UK. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Tough spot too, man. Oh gosh. Hey, look, right, me and Cody's you, hill is getting all right. Yep. Me and Cody's hill is getting pretty full, but I can say we can't have more than ten people at a time up here because the coronavirus. So we'll do it in no, groups no. of ten. I thought it was Duck under fifty. I thought it was no, under Trump Trump's suggestion is ten. Uh say so Trump said ten and he's the boss. <laughs> I can't even say that out loud. Look, we're um, at but 50 he's... watching right now. Somebody dropped out just because they were scared of the coronavirus. So they said, I went to Italy, and now they can catch on the internet. We're down to 47. People are going away. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, but... Rich is, I actually thought, here, is Rich let his feelings be known about the owner. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's right, where a lot right. of that was directed at, in my opinion. Um, but I actually think he kept it together. I expected him to be yeah. like, so these Brits, these Brits, when they get real angry, they almost get quieter. Like when, when a Brit gets serious with you, you're like, oh shit, now we got to be like, like, yeah, he brought the gravity and it, there was gravity in that. Like there was real, mm. and for me, I get all uh, out of sorts. I'm yelling and screaming. I'm intimidated by that. You should watch out, David Tepper, because Rich Kingston and I in October are coming to pop your practice bubble. That's what uh, I think we should do. I think a Panther fans should unite and we should all go to the practice bubble and pop it. No, he's just going to raise ticket prices to fix it. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, Josh from Mass wants his second call. All right, I'll go back to it, Josh. I got you, bro. All right, here we go. Well, well, well. I get off the damn line, <laughs> use my last cat call, and then and I go on to the Twitter. And what do I see? What do I fucking see? <laughs> I said he kept it together we early. Great Cam Newton away. <laughs> we're gonna sign fucking Teddy Bridgewater for the same goddamn money we're paying Cam. What the Thank fuck? Thank you. <laughs> what the Thank fuck? You. Are you 
That's the Josh from Mass. I know. I swear to God. I swear to God. I can't with this franchise right now. What in the fuck yep. is this? Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> three-year deal? $60 million a year? Bro! <laughs> Bro! Oh, my fuck. <laughs> I He's just not wrong. can't right now. Like, I just cannot with this shit best. right now. This is why I didn't make cat call earlier. I'd have sounded like this. We're not going to settle for mediocrity. I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck did you just do then? Yeah. David Tepper <laughs> is starting to seem like he got some fucking Joe Biden ass dementia shit going on with him right now. This man needs to just step back, sit back, worry about his stocks and how bad they're fucking looking, and let somebody. Who knows what the game of football is? Start making some decisions. Like Marty Herney. This is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Teddy fucking Bridgewater. Yeah. This, uh, oh this guy's so good. Oh, fucking God. I'm going to jump off a bridge, man. I don't know if I'm going to be in the chat tonight. I'm going to jump off a bridge into the water. Let me hit you up with something. Uh, Is this call almost over, homie? I take it down to the I'm calling. I'm calling. Like a teddy bridge over (laughs) troubled water. Can we lay down? Next call. Man, 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 it's a good day. I'm not listening to you no more, homie. I ain't listening to you no more. Where are we at now? I think we are right here, hopefully. A lot of calls tonight. Hey, guys, Calvin V.A. again. A little bit more to rant about. Uh, Can you imagine how stupid we're gonna fucking look if we fall flat on our face next year Cam out there we're going to just prepare for it just we're going out to there just killing shit man man we are gonna look fucking dumb as fuck man. I, can't, I really can't believe that we let this man go oh my god man next year in the NFL is just gonna be crazy man so much has happened in the past mm. two days. Maybe they'll cancel it. And I had really got to the point Probably. where I did not think the Cam Newton was going to Wouldn't that be the best case scenario for the Panthers for them to cancel No, because they're in the same position the next year with players that haven't played in a year. Who led a team to a 15-1 and season. But we don't have their contract Because he anymore. was hurt for a year and a half. You know why he was hurt? Because y'all refused to put any fucking line in front of this fucking man. Thank you. It's y'all's fault he's fucking hurt. And you let mm-hmm. him go? When this man is more determined than ever? Man, I should... I don't know, man. I hope we do good next year. I hope Cam does good. I, hope, I don't know, man. I hope Bridgewater does good, man. I don't ever want the Panthers to fail. That's my team. I'm always ride with the Panthers no matter what. But I think this one come back and be the dumbest fucking move we ever made and will ever make like Cam Newton is a once in a lifetime talent I don't give a fuck what anyone says about the accuracy I just seen him 
do shit that other quarterbacks can't do. That that people be calling them the goat. But Cam Newton out here doing shit they do every night. Look, make it look easy. This is crazy, man. I genuinely fucking hurt about this one. I feel you, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, man. I'll catch y'all on the pod tonight. Alright, man. Thanks for your call, dude. We appreciate it. I also want to uh, wish a happy belated birthday to Rich Kingston because by this point in England, it is... It's no longer his birthday. Right. Right. But it was. Welcome back, CK. Let's go to the next call. I know everything is about to get lit up tonight. Nice. This is Blake. What's going on, guys? My goodness. All the crazy news. I tweeted you guys earlier and said, after all Cam has done for the Panthers, he just got thrown out the window like last night's leftovers. I mean, mm-hmm. do you think it is any coincidence that all amidst all the Brady stuff going on, that's when they decide to release all the information that Cam is now on the trading block. And, my goodness, Marty Herney and the Panthers are walking around like a little kid with a match lighting the fireworks before the, the ball drops. I mean, <laughs> any leverage that we had to, to trade Cam, if that was the scenario they were going to go, any leverage we had, it just pissed away because Simon Bridgewater, you know, if that's the case, you, you let go of all your leverage. I mean, what what the heck are you doing? So, I mean, we'll be lucky to get a fourth-round pick out of Cam now, or we'll have to release him. Who knows? Uh, it's extremely disappointing. Uh, I hate to see it happen. You know, I'd love to see your guys' thoughts on it. I'm sure it's been talked about multiple times, but my word. My word. All right, G3. Man, thanks for your call again. All the calls right here continue to sit around, center around Cam Newton. There has been no calls mourning the loss of Colin Jones. There have been no calls <laughs> that have discussed the names of this Weatherly guy or some other safety we got because none of y'all matter. And basically, no one matters. I told you right, Cam Newton's going to be the story until he's not. How are y'all today? This is Carl D. I'd like to say what up to my friends, the Professor Tony, Cody. Hear this one? Go. I think you heard this the one already, yeah. Daddy, himself, the man of the hour, and Mr. C.K. How y'all doing yeah, today? All right, all right, next go. Let's see, is this the same one? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see where we're at. Sorry. Panthers podcast, how y'all doing? Oh, my man, G. 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 Yeah. Let's just cut straight to it, man. Damn, they did Cam Newton wrong. They did him wrong Mm -hmm. as shit, man. And I told you the last time I called, I I said it, man. I said, don't be surprised if they don't trade away Cam Newton. I had that damn feeling, man. Now, through social media, everybody's mad at Matt Rule, and they're saying he can't be trusted, and people are mad at David Tepper and everything like that. And I know you guys are probably pissed off at his ass. You guys probably are. But at the same time, gentlemen, we have to admit this is a damn business. You know, it's a fucking business. I just wish they would have done it a little bit damn better. Now we got Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm going to be honest with you. You guys might hate me for saying this shit, but 
when he was with Louisville, I wanted the Panthers to draft him yeah. as a fucking backup. I really did, man. I really, really did. So now we're going to see. Or when he went to the Jets. Do. I was down he, with that. He said that on this show. I don't want him on the damn squad, but I'd rather have him than Kyle Allen. Amen. Really. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'll no, give you that. Really, really no different. disputing that. He picked up the dude from Minnesota, the defensive end. He picked up the safety from Dan Cleveland, which I'd never even fucking heard of. I don't got a girl's why. name. We couldn't get Campbell. You know what I'm saying? He went to, what, Baltimore? And his team gave up, what, a, a fifth-round pick? Why? We couldn't do that. I don't understand, man. So give me your thoughts on that. And before I go, man, I cannot wait to the next episode of Unmasked, man. The good point is, like that one gentleman said on the last episode, before I let you guys go, every coach that Marty Herney picked took us to the damn Super Bowl. So, hey, you never know, man. Keep pounding. Mm. Mm. Well, I'll tell you this. is one thing with the unmasked that is um, a little uh, disheartening for me. I heard Roman Harper talk, talking about this today. Is they made such a big deal of of Cam Newton and rule coaching Cam Newton and this and that in the show. So it's and I heard Kyle Bailey on WFNZ, and this was the entire conversation that he said. He said this is why he has remained at least arm's length and. A little bit suspicious of team media and that is they get to try to frame this and that you know they're not objective because they're trying to spin things so yeah is that we want that unmasked shit except for don't be flaunting cam newton up in our face teddy bridgewater we got no problems with teddy bridgewater himself in this uh, and I think that Matt Rule is part of this I think Matt Rule is also saying like, I can handle. What do you do when you're the new guy on the job and you're trying to impress the boss? And the boss says, This is what we, we're really, this is going to be hard. You always say, I can handle the shit. That's what I tell my boss every time. So we're going through a fucking crisis right now at work with a transition in relation to everything shutting down. And my boss is, uh, I'm in charge of something, and she says, can you take that? I say this, I got it, I got it. And I, you know what, half the time I say that, and I don't even know if I got it. So Matt Rule, is, of course, is saying, I can build this from nothing. You can give me fucking Will Greer and this and that. I will take care of it. That's, of course, what he's saying, and he should be saying, he should believe in himself to that point. So I'm not... I think I, I don't want to be lost in my emotion about losing Cam, but so much because having Teddy Bridgewater is not the worst thing ever. But the thing is this, is having Cam wasn't bad either. And I think that's what we feel like, is we feel like this is, this is just not the ending we wanted for Cam or no. I wanted for Cam. And I didn't need him to be hoisting the Super Bowl or this and that. I didn't need him to maybe even play as a Panther for his entire career, even though I really, really wanted that. This is just not how I... I didn't expect it to go like this. Is the last time we saw Cam Newton in a Panther jersey, fucking assholes in the stands were booing him. So what I think is interesting as well is 
outside of the booing i mean well let's also in, in a panthers jersey yes you know but that, that they weren't really booing game. him they were booing the end of that game let, let, and i would say and we didn't boo i was with you we were there together mm-hmm. we didn't mm-hmm. boo we were just more like kind of in dismay but you did hear the boo birds come out i don't think they were booing cam newton they were booing the fact that we didn't give it to cam yeah well the the part of it that uh that we got to remember too is the hall of honor game or no, the Walter Payton Man of the Year game when he actually showed up for that. I think that might have been the Tennessee Titans game, and it cut to them, and the entire you know stadium erupted Man, in just nuts. praise. I guess, yep, that's yeah, that's the we gotta kind of hold on to that moment. Yeah, that's the moment. But here's the other uh, other part of it. Yeah, I, I don't think we would have seen this. We would have. We didn't hope that it was going to end like this. You know, just the the specifics behind how it happened. But to be fair. This time last year, we were having this conversation of what we were going to do when it came time for us to sign Cam Newton. Do we re-sign him for the cost that it was going to do? Because he's going to be his age. He's going to have the history of of, uh, injuries and whatnot. So we've had this discussion where we already expected Cam Newton not to be a Panther in 2021 at the very least. We just didn't expect. We weren't unprepared. I don't think we were fully unprepared. Yeah. Well, I know about three months ago when I brought it up, everybody was unprepared. And I got took a lot of hell for putting the thought out there that Cam Newton hey, might not up. be our quarterback shut next up. year. Shut up. <laughs> just say. All right, next call. Man, I just don't know what's going on with this <laughs> team right now. I don't even recognize it anymore. No, I'm, I'm, I've been kind of. Yeah. Y'all got to cover me lately, now. But I was kind of excited right. to see what he could do this year. Guess, uh, guess we might not be able to see that after all. We'll say this, though. The Teddy Bridgewater deal, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but, I mean, we're paying him $20 million a year, so that's good backup money. So, uh, hopefully we got something else in mind for a long time deal. But uh, hopefully we can get someone in the draft in the next couple of years. I hear we got a crap ton of money next year that, that we're going to have open. So, who knows? We'll see. But uh, Panthers to the day I die, baby. Go Panthers. Keep pounding. So yeah, so the interesting part of that is that the that's good backup money. Well, that's really what Teddy Bridgewater has been is what a, a backup, um, mm-hmm. up, you know, outside of his first couple of seasons with the Vikings. Um, my my reason for bringing that up is now we have the question that we have to look forward to in the future. Um, if we trade Cam Newton, let's say we trade Cam Newton to the Chargers. Well, the Chargers are now looking at Cam as their franchise, right? That's his That's his home until he retires at that point in time, hopefully. In their eyes, they wouldn't be trading for him otherwise. They're one spot ahead of us. Does it make sense for us to trade up to that one spot? Now, the only reason I say that is now all of a sudden we may be in play for a Justin Herbert type of player. <clears throat> Uh, and the reason I bring that up is I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the starter next year, but there are a lot of, you know, interesting statistics that, that support having a rookie quarterback sit behind a veteran quarterback for one year and then see how it goes. I'm interested in that idea. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but what, what do you think about that? You know something? I actually was first going to bash that. Then I sat down. I, I'm just kind of trying to process it now. And signing Bridgewater to a $20 million deal, which is a backup quarterback money. And 
the possibility of trading Cam Newton up for another rookie quarterback of, of, of Herbert or Tua or anybody that falls to us, that's actually a very plausible plan. Like that 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 actually seems like that may be something that if you're gonna try to make sense out of what Carolina is doing right now, that you could you could make an argument that makes sense. Let's um, what, so what we, so for we, that good. What I what I'm interested in finding out is if this if Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be a similar case to this, a Nick Foles. Nick Foles did great. He was traded somewhere else. Yeah. He didn't do well. He went back. He did great. He was traded somewhere else. He didn't do well. You know, and now what happened is. Or what if so we he, trade Teddy after a year? What yeah. if Teddy well, that's, is that's pretty good next that year? Yeah. And yeah. like you were saying about having Herbert, Justin Herbert, what if, not Justin, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah. The, you know, and so you, what if that guy falls in your lap? You don't have to go get him. But if he's yeah. there at seven, you could pick him. You could play Teddy. And then you could say this is hopefully Teddy's really good. And you trade him away for an asset. And that's why I'm saying that makes a lot is of that sense. Too but wild, can I say, as far, I, I think that, that makes a ton of sense. But but to, to, uh, I can say, though, that if we're talking about a quarterback being drafted in the first round and us doing the possibility of doing that, you know what the best way to fix a left tackle is? Draft a left-handed quarterback. And you know who left-handed quarterback is? Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, go ahead, chat room. Say I have a boner for him. It's Ooh, fine. He's a great quarterback. I, I like Left-handed is quarterback. He that fixes the he left lefty? He's a lefty. You know and what? That fixes you, the don't left have, tackle you know what you got to do is you got to fix the right tackle then. Hmm. But it's okay. The right tackle's uh, <laughs> well. What? Yeah, all know. of a sudden like, it becomes but, more important. Yeah. Right. I mean, the yeah. only reason the left tackle is more important is because it's technical. Is the blind side is really blind side. We, exactly. We've seen is yeah. this is edge pressure though gets there the quickest. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It gets yeah. there the for quickest me, from either side. Yeah. So it is. You really your strongest tackle needs to be on the blind side, not because it matters really that much, but because the quarterback that instinct he can't see it coming as much, and that takes. Half second off or whatever. No, is that this? Is two? I think is out of the question. Yeah, he's not. We're not going to have a chance at him. I agree. Unless we trade the up. The real question is this: is I, here it may be the real wisdom in the Teddy Bridgewater move is this: is that you can, if if a quarterback drops to you, you can pick him if you need to. You don't have to go after him, so you don't have to do it right now. Right. right, you can go Teddy, and then there's an opportunity. There's a second option that Teddy's actually like pretty good, and then you don't have to worry about it. And then there's a third option is that this is that then maybe if the, none of those two work out, then you get maybe a quarterback next year. But right. none but of the these are like none of these none of these scenarios really equate to the Panthers really doing that much this year. You're basing a lot of those scenarios on a lot of hypotheticals, and and they all things have to like fall this suckiness. way. Right, exactly. It's it's a predicament. All right, all right so. let's go to the next call. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey Tony, this is Anthony. Uh, just wanted to let you know I was I was so right when we were going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I I had that good feeling. Um. Let me know what you think about that. 
Um, I'm excited. Go Panthers. I'm a Panther fanatic. Panthers to the day I drop. Go Panthers. Man, well, you know what? We needed a fan like that tonight. Yeah. That's what we needed. We need a fan like that because it's tough being that hardcore right now. I tell you that. And I agree, man. Like, good for you, Anthony. That's, that's why he's got a good, strong name. Yeah, he's got a mm-hmm. good, strong name. <laughs> good, strong person. Good, strong character right there. Loves his team. Mm-hmm. Look, we're going to keep doing this uh, podcast. No, I mean, it's not like we're going to abandon it or whatever. But the fear is, for me, is... I, I would, uh, in the podcasting world, ironically, is being bad is almost as being as... is as good as being really as good. Like, you know what the it's worst thing... You know what the worst thing for this <clears throat> podcast, probably, for listeners and growth would be is 8 and 8. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I could see that because you know bad news brings people. We see that after the 49ers loss, after the Atlanta loss, you know, after the Pittsburgh loss last year. Yeah, biggest um, shows ever. Yeah, I mean, was when we lost to Pittsburgh in twenty seven, what twenty eighteen. That shit was pop. Like we hit a hundred. We had never had done anything like that live. Yep. So my, I want to look at it as positively as I can, you know, because living in this in this i guess mass hysterical world yeah of depression and everything that is constantly just the anxiety that is already just falling on our shoulders with the the as you said hysteria around the viruses uh the 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 way the economy is collapsing because of it i went to italy and i am home and healthy I mean, we can. Here, here's the the part. Of, I I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, we can have that conversation, and no, I think at the same we're time. Not. But but my my what I want to try to point out is at least we have an answer, right? At okay. least it, it's not a situation it's not where Cam. that's our answer. Yeah, it's not Cam. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not Cam. We know it's not, and that's our, we know yeah. that. Now we don't have to worry about these articles. Is Cam Newton getting traded? Having these articles out there and not knowing that what's going to happen with Cam Newton is like having a girl who's you know texting you. Maybe she's flirting. You don't really know, but yeah. you, you 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 just constantly are being strung along with and no. It's also distracting you from work. Yeah, like you should be yeah. at work and you're sitting here worried about this girl. Yeah. And and so and they call it sprung, right? Or when that, I was growing up, they call it sprung. Yeah. I would rather know if you don't like me, tell me right now. I want to put my energies elsewhere. And yes. right now, that's how I got to this point. That's why I was so frustrated with every article. I'm like, until somebody says source, I'm not believing it. And then I'll, you know, this all drops certainly. But uh, it's now that it's done, we can move on. It is as painful as it is right now. Do you think those now, articles truly had any more credibility now? No, they really. I don't, I don't think I, they do. I think that a lot of people are going to say that this was out there and we should have known this and that. And I think that's bullshit. I, I think so too. I think, I think I until think, the past week, I think the Panthers probably mm-hmm. intended on keeping Cam until this past week. Or they didn't know. See, How about that? Let's just see, say, well, say this well, is they didn't really know exactly. They hadn't decided yet, but they had see, not decided I, yeah. to trade him either. I think that's more believable in saying that that 
and, and until this week they didn't feel like that they they wanted to get rid of him because I feel like they were leaving their options open. I agree like, with that. It, it's like I said, they they you know I pointed out the things psychologically he was saying. You overcompensate for one thing, you only say another thing one time. You're 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 right, covering right. something up, and not necessarily covering something up, but you're you're covering all bases. So that way, when it we, comes down to it, you can't be blamed. You can say, "Well, I said this in the beginning," really even though been. that's all very of the other, you know. All of this is noise. We yeah. should have known right away, and we did know. People, Cody, he's not here tonight. Cody Lashley was saying this and all of this. So it's not like we are, we, this was completely blindsided us, right? But my my thing is this, is we really knew this was ha- this was a real, real possibility. When the Panthers didn't just come out from the very beginning and say, like, nah. Like, we're, yeah. like, what the Lions did with Matt Stafford. There was one rumor all of a sudden about the Lions trading Matt Stafford. And they said, no, he's our starting quarterback. We got no other plans. Squash that right. shit. They squashed. And even if they had mm-hmm. the plan, but you know what? The Panthers never did that. They never yeah. just came well, out. Yeah, and, and, said, and that was really what we should have known from the beginning was <clears throat> that their silence was enough to tell us that that was real. No. And you know, the thing is, Tony, is is I don't think that, like, fooling us is one thing. We're the fans. We only know so much. I truly we know as think much as they be. know. So I, we we know everything. They listen. No, we to don't. Us, we, we don't. We don't know. They I guarantee you, Cam. Between, what's going on? What's going on between Cam Newton and and Dave Tepper? I guarantee you, the two of them know more than we do. Period. I mean, so. But my point is, we were surprised by it, even though there were signs of it before. And we kind of pointed that out before. The fact that Cam Newton seemed legitimately surprised about it. Do you think it's legitimately legitimate? Or you think he's by playing it. the game? Do you think these guys? I why, think why would he also, play the game? I think they're what, playing the game. What benefit does is, he have? What benefit does I he have? I think Greg Olson play plays the game. game just as good as anybody. But what benefit do they have to play the game? They like, get like, the what does that people's. They they become populist, man. They're already popular. <laughs> they're already popular, man. They become what? like the mass. Like here is we saw Thomas Davis do this. We saw Greg Olson do it, and they were able to generate that. Do you remember when um, Dave Gettleman said, "Like I'm not going to let emotions dictate this shit," and then he was yeah. ready to play hardball with Thomas Davis and Greg Olson, and then they went on their PR campaign to the people. And we were like, man, we ain't asked. We just asking for what we're due, this and that. And the people were like, we love them, we love them, we love them. Look, I'm not going to say that the Panthers were just like clean and transparent in all of this. But I'm also not naive enough to know that Cam Newton was not trying to spin the shit his way too. He did that at the Super Bowl. You're right. He did that. And even his post. And that's what you do. You go to the people and you know that there's mugs like me. There's mugs like me that say, look, there's a guy that's been on the internet for the last seven years saying he's gay for Cam. He knows there's people like me out there. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't argue that point because I have to, when it comes down to the bedrock of he's the problem, it's based on what stooge. I feel. He's not just yeah. a stooge. But you're right. I'm not saying right. he didn't get played either. 
So um, let, let me ask you guys a question. Um, do you guys take any uh, any actual, uh, I guess, do you put any stock in the idea of the Wonderlick score having a, uh, any indication on a, on a quarterback success? Uh, like yeah, I would say yeah. Did you say any? Did you, it was your word any? Do you have any? Do you put any stock in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would put some stock in it. Not okay. all do stock, you mean but his some. Performance? Do you I, mean in the performance or how people look at him? Both. Let's because I mean let's let's. Would you? I mean, say, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna answer your question with a question. Is that would if you if I told you a. Uh, a quarterback couldn't read. Would you put any stock in that? I, I, that'd be a hard thing to overcome. I feel like right. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the Wonderlick score should dictate it, but like if your score is it's not determinant, but it may be indicative. Yeah. So my only reason I bring that up is a lot of people want to point out Cam Newton's. 21 was not very good and you know all that stuff mm. teddy teddy bridgewater had a lower wonderlook score than cam newton by one he was 20 uh cam newton was 21 so i was really thinking i was going to look at this list and see teddy bridgewater up there high on the list but um i, I was surprised to find out that was not the case anyway sorry Tom i would Brady say i'm less impressed by 33 I'm I'm less I'm impressed by super smart ones and more concerned by really low ones. To be fair, if you look at that list, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, bottom seven. Mm. But, but to put that into perspective, the bottom seven are Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Vick, Terry Bradshaw, Dan oh. Marino, Donovan oh my, McNabb, oh my God. Jimmy... Jim Kelly and then Vince Young. Exactly. So I put exactly. Zero. And that's... now I went mm. from not putting some stock in it to none. Yeah. The yep. only reason I put stock in the Wonderlick score is because of Maurice Claiborne, who I thought we should have picked that year in twenty twelve at whatever. The Dallas Cowboys picked him at seven. I was so pissed. I thought he would have been great for the Panthers. And then we picked Luke Keekley. And then I learned. I was so pissed too. When more, we got, more, I was so pissed more, when we drafted more, him. Claiborne, Claiborne had a, like a, a four on the Wonder Leg. And I was so happy we got Luke Keekley in the long run. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, in the long run, I was too. Well, you know, the uh, thing is, like, CK, I going back to what your question. I wanted that guy. Like, I wanted Bradley Roby in 2014. <laughs> uh, well, going back to your question, CK, like, I, I think that with the Wonderlick score, it does not, in the overall scheme of things, no, it does not determine how good a player is going to be, but does it affect the way he's looked at by coaches and, and, yeah. and like uh, people are going to draft him? Absolutely. I think it's and, and rightfully people so. look at him as a fan. I think people look at them yeah. differently. Yeah. And uh, rightfully so, because you got to look at those analytics. And even though the even if though you're dumb enough though, as a coach, to everybody. if you're dumb enough as a coach to only base it on that, it's just one piece of right. evidence. You right. know, when you I went to it graduate school, when I went to graduate school, I, uh, so I took the GRE, the mm -hmm. graduate entrance exam, 
And uh, so I hated, I have trouble studying. I was not ever a good student until I went to graduate school. Like, I mean, I was, I I just tried to get by in so many ways. So, uh, and I tried to base it on what I thought was a natural kind of, you know, natural intellectual athleticism, which wasn't there. So anyway, I, I had this opinion that studying for these standardized tests was kind of fruitless. And in some ways it is for the GRE. The GRE is like the weirdest test. But, so I'll go and buy this book, you know, like the, this is before the internet is like just kicking off and stuff. So you got to go to the Barnes and Noble and buy the book and this. So I buy the book and I'm like... Yeah, like I'm trying to flip that. I studied through the math a little bit. Like I studied for like two days before the test. But I took these practice tests that came with it. They would give you the disc and you take this practice test. I was crushing it, man. I was like this, 12, 11, 70, this and that. Like scores that get you in the Carolina. You know, I was like, I got this. I feel good. I studied the math. And went in there and uh, I got a 1020 on it. I went and took it. And like if in the GRE is this is they hit you, especially on the language side, like they're they're weighted scores. So if you get one it's better to get answers right in a row rather than getting every other one right because they get harder and harder. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like mathematical formula. So I scored this ten twenty, which is about like a hundred and fifty points or almost two hundred points less than I was scoring on the practice test. And so I went to graduate school. I got this letter of recommendation. First, I would like to point out this. I, I finished with a 4.0. I was a f- not the smartest kid. I was not the most ready in graduate school at the time. I worked my ass off to overcome kids that were way more advanced. They came from Duke, Penn State, you know what I'm saying, all over these places. You know, little kid yeah. from Winterville that's just going to ECU and all this stuff. And... uh so I was not the top of my class when it came to like just giftedness, athleticism. So I remember uh, I did finish with a four O. I wrote my thesis. I finished before everybody. I was the first person to graduate my class. Just blue collared it. But my recommendation letter from one of my professors was he said this despite an okay. It was like it was something to the effect of like despite his GRE score. I know this kid. <laughs> this kid is a sharp kid. Like you know what I'm saying. Like he said, yeah. huh, this score isn't the best, but I don't think it. So I'm not ready to go and say that a 20 on a wonder lick all of a sudden tells me who you are. Right. 100. Yeah. yeah. It, but but it Just should be something you take into consideration. <laughs> to all of us. Yeah. Whole yeah. It's look. Is I'm not telling them they shouldn't have disregarded my GRE. Right? I'm not saying they shouldn't look at it, but they right. should also look but it at it. shouldn't your GPA. be everything. They should look at your recommendations. They should look at some of the other things too. Your writing samples, mm-hmm. this and that. All right. Uh, not, not to change the subject, but I, I think this is an interesting. The uh, hashtag trust the process is that the new missed opportunities? Oh my god! I hope not. Isn't isn't trust the process the Detroit Pistons? No, it's the uh, Matt rule. I've, it's rule I've, number one. I've heard, it's I've heard, rule I've heard, number I've, one. Yeah. Yep. I've heard it. I've heard him say it at least maybe, five maybe, times. Maybe it's just the process. I'm not sure. I like uh, this. I was yeah. hearing. I heard him one time. CK. 
And he said this, as my wife even told me I say it too much. <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, I know it's like cliche, but it's what I believe. That's why it's a cliche. All right, next girl. What is up, fellas? This is your boy, Pigskin Pete, checking in with you. Lots What's of crazy up, stuff going on in Panther Nation right now. Um, I know a lot of people upset about Cam Newton leaving. It is the end of an era. And I listen, I, listen here's the thing with me, though. I've been a Carolina Panthers fan since they came into the, into the league in 1995. So long before Cam Newton, long, long after, not really surprised about this. I, I, I think they did make a mistake, though. I think keeping Cam Newton for the final year of his contract at $20 million to see if he was healthy enough to extend his contract after that been ideal. But uh, I'm not surprised because when, it, when you get a new owner in there, Pepper, you could just see from the moves they're making. All the people are getting rid of, they're in a rebuild. David Pepper, he's hell-bent on rebuilding. He's the Carl icon, man. He's Carl icon. You want to have the leftover baggage from the previous owner or the previous coaches. I'm not surprised in that sense. The thing I want to see, and the thing I want to know the most, where are they going to go from here? Because in my opinion, that they are tanking for somebody, whether that be Trevor Lawrence or somebody else. Justin Fields. Them bringing in Teddy Bridgewater or saying, well, if they were tanking, they wouldn't have brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is making $20 million a year, which is second or third tier as far as starting quarterbacks go. And it's only a three-year deal, which isn't a huge deal for for a franchise quarterback. Tells me he is a like you like you say in the, in the title of your video here, he is a bridge. What they're doing next? Now, what are they doing next? I have to find out. Anyway, enjoy the show, Could guys. Could have done that with Cam. Nation does. Keep your chin up. Stand the world. We'll see. Listen, before you hate on Tepper, see what he does before you hate on him. It's way too early to say what they're doing is wrong. Uh, keep pounding. And Pete, check it out. <clears throat> Real quick, Tony. While I agree with him that it's 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 easy, it's 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 you got to look at it as too early to say what Tepper's doing is wrong. You can look at it right now and say they could have done the same exact thing with Cam for actually a cheaper price, more than likely, or at least relatively the same price, and been in a better position at the end of next year where they're not locked into a two-year contract and have to trade that away or eat that money. Like it, it just doesn't. It, it, I think it does. That argument to me doesn't make any sense. I think what the problem with the move today and the calls have done a good job. I think Pigskin Pete did it there, and I think people have done it earlier. Whether it be Ryan from Tucson hating on Cam like a crazy motherfucker, or somebody else that you know talking about te- asking questions about Teddy Bridgewater, is on one hand the Teddy Bridgewater addition makes a lot of sense and works ck saying this earlier you know like in on its own it's not that bad it's just the cam newton part is is hard it's hard for us as a fan base it's hard for us to understand um and and i know it is look i understand i'm being emotional i understand that i'm gonna hold on to this mug like crazy and I'm not going to even be one of those dudes that says I'm ride or die with Carolina forever. I am. I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will. 
But I'm not right now just jumping up in joy trying to celebrate my fandom at this moment. Like I'm in a moment. I'm in, I'm in my feelings. I'm in my feelings when it comes from Cam Newton, and he's my dude. And the thing is, and this is the hard part for us. And it might be like you can people can say it's a business. They can say this. They, they Teddy Bridgewater makes sense. It does in so many ways. The Joe Brady connection. The this. The, the, but here. At the end of the fucking day, if we were picking teams and my ass was in my backyard and I got my questions about this and that, I'm picking Cam Newton be on my fucking team, man. Like, Cam, yeah, Br- get over Br- here, Blair. bro. Uh, Carry my yeah, ass. Yeah. Carry my yeah. ass. Well, look, here's my thing is 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 I, I, I feel like if, if it was a situation where we had Will Greer and Kyle Allen and we signed Bridgewater, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I'm jumping fucking love over it. the moon. Love it, love it. Jumping over the moon. But if we have Cam Newton, I know, and we sign Bridgewater to replace him, that changes the whole situation up for me. Yeah. So I'm not knocking Bridgewater. I, I yeah. think he's a good quarterback. Yeah. But in this situation, it doesn't work for me. Good, CK. Um, I'm honestly at this point in time, I think that we have to take Cam Newton out of the equation because I don't think that he was ever. Uh, you know, going to end up being the answer for this team right. one way You're or right. another. How can we survive without Colin Jones? Then <laughs> we think that's right, Boston. I feel like well, we, we, we signed what's his uh, what's his face from yeah. the Jet. Uh, yeah, we signed what's his, his face from the Jet. Justin yeah. Burris, and it's spelled yeah. like girl name. And that guy yeah. from the from the Vikings, I can't remember his name. Stephen Weatherly. 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 I'm actually, I'm actually not well, as I can't remember. Him. I'm actually a little reason, high on that one myself. Yeah, I'm not a Yeah, upset. we gave him $12.5 million. He has like 40 tackles in his career. It's a good, it's a good but call. But he was playing behind years. Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter as well, though. He was playing behind them because he wasn't as good as them. No, but because they were. also awesome. But if you actually right. look at his tape and you actually see what he did with his limited snaps, but it's not million, a bad. Uh, but $12 okay. million over two hey, years for a defensive end is. That's like getting paid $15 if he worked, an yeah. hour. If he works out, then that's great, and I'm not going to knock that because no, I don't know it's that like, much it's about not him. Hurt numbers, us. You know? Yeah, I get that. Four million dollars, yeah. six million dollars a year in the NFL is like you working at seventeen fifty an hour. My only thing is like the, the same things that the Viking uh, players and coaches and the media are saying about Stephen Weatherly. They were saying about uh, you know Russell, what's his face from uh, from Tampa Bay when we signed him and. Uh, you know, all these other oh, players. That God. We, yeah. Well, and all these other players, too, that we continue to say are going to be good that don't, that aren't yeah. Haynes to this, to this, you know, and let's not, and I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of mugs acting like all of a sudden like this Weatherly guys, all of a sudden, uh, stain, like we got all these assets with Burns and Miller and this and that. Man, no, we got Brian Burns. That's it. That's what we said last year, too. And you see what happened. I'm not ready for that. Right. Uh, huh? Any other points before we get the next call? Nope. I'm good. Go. So I get done making a cat call, come back to the podcast, and y'all are talking about James Winston. Uh, as you guys know, I'm oh, fine. Oh, wait. Hold on. Here's his first call. Sorry. Guys. I gotta put this in perspective for you. Anyone dumb enough to put ketchup on a steak like David Tepper? Ooh, get him! Is dumb enough get to him. Cam Newton or let him go? I agree. How he did? 
quite frankly, of a culinary degree, I agree. He doesn't care about us. Matter of fact, he doesn't care about the fact that steaks are high quality pieces of meat and you don't put ketchup on them. You just don't do that. It's like eating Teddy a salad. Bridgewater is a steak with ketchup, like, and Cam Newton is a real steak. Yeah, so David Tepper doesn't give a shit about anything. I mean, he doesn't have to be our friend. At this point. You think he gives a damn if <laughs> us fans are happy? Clearly not. Right. You don't have to be our friends. I'm also not going to be like G-Baby and just, like, as Cody says, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater under Matt Rule and Joe Brady with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. It could be good. Yeah, I don't think that sounds too bad. But... Cam Newton sounded good with that so formula, too. Yeah, Cam Newton sounds better with that, yep. Any talent around that guy, we ran him into the ground. Mm. And... Get him. Get him, Joey. The results of it. This and, is actually... Uh, jo- I, I saw look. a pick for today. Tony. Me? For not making sure he had the show lined up. For going to Italy, and this whole world all but collapses when the C3 Panthers podcast does not show up that week. And always remember, keep pounding now more than ever. Yeah, Matt, look, that's call of the night. It's call of the night right there. There, I get you with this. Hit you with the pause. Um, no, is that I agree with that? Is and CK, you've been kind of saying this for a couple of weeks. Is mugs be listening to the podcast, and we don't really, I don't really think that. But if they are, they should be because we are on a lot of this stuff, and our and the people calling in are on a lot of it. And I think bring uh, Joey brings up some tremendous points right there. Is that when you put Teddy Bridgewater and you say this and this and this these names around it, Joe Brady, this and that, it doesn't sound that bad. But neither did Cam Newton sound that bad in that context. CK, you wrote something in the chat room that brought this up. Is we have been two hours and 40 minutes into the conversation, and we've only talked about one thing. Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, the changes. <laughs> At one point, I did try to sneak in Russell Lacoon's name. But overall than that is that this show has been this. But on top of that is our chat room. Do you think, was Carolyn Can leaving the Panthers for the Indianapolis Colts and her husband, did she soften us up for the Cam News? Or was the Cam News so devastating you forgot that half of our chat room who was overly infatuated with her? Overly. Telling you, man. Y'all are just in, way into that. Head over heels yeah. for it. But just so you guys know, just remember that's that's Cody's wife, um, Caroline Can, and yeah. uh, notice Cody's not here. So yeah, uh, yeah, he moved to Indy. Oh. Yep, yeah, he's uh, he's moving to Indy with Caroline Can. Uh, they're gonna <laughs> enjoy now. Um, it's it, it makes me question a few things. And Max um, gone too. 
Yeah, that that part is is interesting to me because he's going into corporate communications, which he's is about weird. to make money. Uh, That's the thing. yeah, he's, he's about, about to, to make money. He's about to get paid. But, but here's so you see it happen with Brian Strickland last year. He got fired um, for whatever reason, and now you see Max gone, and then Caroline Can leaves. Is this a uh, is this indicative of the management that's happening over there? I mean, do you feel like that's it? I mean, I know it seems like Caroline Kane has a good reason. She's going to be going back home to start her life with her fiance. I wonder the same thing. I wonder the same thing. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because I think that Max is a young guy. First of all, dude's probably like your age, like 30, <clears throat> 31 yeah. or whatever. And he, he hit a part in his career that he was – you know, it seemed like the Panthers media was about to take some steps forward, but they really haven't done a ton. I've actually mm-hmm. been kind of disappointed with their media. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought they I were thought making because the it was, Yeah, they were making strides, it felt like, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of just plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it just felt so, like they were... Um, they went from actually trying to report stuff to being very censored you know almost in my opinion they were like last to the party on a lot of things yeah like like, and that's yeah it it became a little sanitary yeah Um, it's not the way everything is though is they're so censored now because they're afraid of offending anybody because everybody's so what i mean for lack lack of better words goddamn sensitive about every damn thing what i mean by that is it felt like they were very unwilling to report on the things that David Tepper didn't want them to report on or something crazy like that. That's where the yeah. management, that's where my thought, I thought he was, I thought that bringing Tepper in would put us past that. That's what I was I thought, thinking. I thought, I thought we were about be, to hit, I thought yeah. we were going to hit a point where I kind of was, and I have a crazy idea. And my crazy idea Here. is this, is that, the team should try to own media like us, even. And not control us, but own it. Yeah. Look, we're going to be Carolina Panther fans no matter what. Look, you've heard the calls, this and that. We're pissed. Yes, but we're going to go to games in 10 years. I'm going to take my kids to games. I'm going to do this podcast. So if I'm talking shit about the Carolina Panthers and their management and their structure... It doesn't mean I'm not valuable to their industry and their as an asset. And so I have this wild idea that maybe that we should that maybe like a podcast like ours should be owned by the Carolina Panthers, not controlled, well, but where they can pivot their influence a to make it bigger, but b to continue to embrace like alternative stories to the corporate message. But I think it's too risky. Well, Tony, can I tell you what I think that that has to do with is it's all one word. It's money. Money. It's money. It's, it's the fact that these guys that we're talking about right now that we're supporting, we, we agree with and, you know, you know, hype up this thing that they say, blah, blah. They're getting paid to do this. And right now, what's going on, <clears throat> a lot of them are taking off. Whereas me, you, CK, Cody, if you could be here, we're fans. 
we don't get paid for this. We love right. it. We, we do this because we love this. And that's why we're here on Tuesday nights. Whereas I know a lot of sports shows, podcasts that I listen to that aren't even airing this week because they're not even yeah. coming in. To, to, they're not going to get paid to do it. They're not even coming in to do it. You, you, you can do this remotely like we're doing right now. If you're, if you're a professional podcast, like a Fox Sports podcast, you can, you yeah, can broadcast from your home. Half of them are right like now. that anyway. We're passionate about it. You know, huh? half of them are like that anyway, where they're not in a studio. You know, one of my huh. one of the biggest shows in all of America, and I actually like a lot, is uh, Clay Travis's show. You know, huh. it's like, and his, you can tell half of those dudes live on the West Coast. They got direct lines, you know, because you can sometimes feel those breaks of where they're not video conferencing and someone's asleep huh. and they ask them. No, so all that's possible, too. You're exactly right. And that's why I kind of think is it's a difference between owning and controlling. You know, what huh. if they, what if the Carolina Panthers just allowed us access to their fan, like their audience and they were able to monetize it and somehow paid us to just be objective not objective we're not objective but there would be yeah. some form of control that comes with that yeah it, it would be a matter of we could do this show like we do it if we represented them in any kind of way they were, i work for the government dude yeah you're right <laughs> but you you're do right. too it's actually you do. unreasonable yeah. you're right it's unreasonable yeah. in that if you're right it would just be cool i think to have some sort of company that was ballsy enough to own a media that did not have to be 100 percent cucky about the whatever like that's what netflix that's what netflix did with cable and that's why they were so successful like, exactly how okay? that like why is it so wrong for somebody who works in the building under the Carolina Panthers branch to say Marty Herney's fucking made a dumb move? Why is that so wrong? Well, it's the same reason you wouldn't go into your university at a at some some kind of meeting where you have higher ups and say that shit. your dean is a dumbass. I talk, I talk shit about my But you wouldn't say that at some kind of meeting that mattered. You wouldn't say you're you're yeah, a dumbass. Dean, right? You're right. You're right. All right. I know I wouldn't want Postmaster, but <laughs> I want Let's to. Did we, sometimes. did we hear this call? Guys, I got to put this in perspective yeah. for you. All right, here's part two. Yeah. So I get done making a cat call, come back to the podcast, and y'all are talking about Jameis Winston. Uh, as you guys know, I'm blind. And yes. So is James Winston. Feel better than James yeah. Winston. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there are my thoughts on him. Oh, and it's actually quite funny because Bruce Arians actually, didn't he say something like, yeah, you can't even see in front of him. Then he comes and says something like, I got LASIK surgery or whatever, which apparently visually impaired people can play football. I've never seen a visually impaired football league or heard of one or played in one. But. We should get that started up for you, Joey. You don't want me to be an offensive lineman because my physique sucks. 
Um, hold on. I'm really interested in this. Dude, somebody, uh, hold on. I gotta give him credit. P. Thomas in the chat room said, Did Demir Bird go to the Patriots? Patriots agree. Demir Bird is going to the Patriots, dude. God bless mm -hmm. you. Connection Except to Cam. Poor fucking Demir Bird leaves the Cardinals when they're getting better and joins the Patriots when they're getting worse. He'll be a special no, team. No, 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 dude. He, he's leaving the Cardinals when they're getting a receiver that's going to take receptions away from him yeah, and goes to a, a franchise that might sign a quarterback that he had success with. Good for Demir Bird. I, and love I, say, baby, you know? I love Baby Bird more than anything. He's like actually huh? maybe my top five Panther ever. Okay, right. I have an Ice Up nominee. Let's do it. And that is G-Baby. <laughs> oh, I, oh, no. oh. I thought we were going to celebrate G-Baby. He said he's been a Panthers fan for 15 years, which means he... A little less than half time, or a little more half time. Yeah. That's all right. G-Baby's only 20 years old. Right, yeah. Bro. There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. <laughs> Probably yeah, 17. That is so funny. So, uh, the G baby. I suck, son. Mm. All right, next call. Hey, what's going on, Panther fam? Hey, this is uh, Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Think about Cam. It is what it is. I'm talking about the draft. My thing is that, my opinion. If Isaiah Simmons isn't there at seven, I say just keep trading back till he gets some good second round, third round mm. picks, and just get some nice defensive pieces. That's my opinion. What do you guys think? Keep pounding. God bless y'all. Yeah, man. Thank you for your call. Is that right now? I is agree. um, you know, you kind of we balance this. We I feel like we talk about this every week. I mean, you know who we need is Cody here for this. Yep. But it's kind of, we're just, you're weighing this. There's two things you weigh. And that is the value of getting a top 10 pick. And maybe top 10 is to whatever, this top elite pick, right? We've seen what these players can do for a team. Uh, on the one hand, you get a Cam Newton. On the other hand, you get a Christian McCaffrey. You know, there's those, that's that top 10. These are the best of the best. It doesn't matter Luke where the position are. Right. They, well, I think he was 12. He was like 8th, wasn't he? Really? I thought he was 12. But either way. But you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? Who cares if it's top 12 or top 8 or top 10? Right. There is this point where there is this certain class of players in every draft who are super elite. They might not go in the top 10. But that's what you think they should or wherever. So that on one hand is, is that one player enough to outweigh the multitude of opportunity you get with trading back? And I think that's what you continue to balance as a GM over and over. Do you get a guy that you know or you hope or you think is going to be a difference maker from day one? Where you bet on these kind of side bets. It's almost like playing roulette. And, you know, do you bet the field? Do you play the safe one? 
you know, do you play the hard eights or whatever? At this point, you know, I don't think that I don't think trading back is, is first. We don't see it a lot. We just don't see it a lot. I promise you this: you don't see it. Everybody talks about it every year. We don't see a lot of teams doing it. But if there's a time to do it, I think it's now. Well, you know, Tony, I th- I think that, and, and based on what this caller was saying, and based on uh, you know what I can defend for for uh, Cody while he's not here is it depends on where it falls to because if there is a player like Isaiah Simmons, there are certain players that are just going to change the game instantly wherever they're at. And like I, I was looking for the for the stat that Cody sent us in the in our group chat about how Isaiah Simmons has affected or played so many different positions, so many different plays. And I think it comes down to if it's a player like that available. And he was saying if Isaiah Simmons is not available do we trade back? Yeah, yeah. There's With like that call, a, I, I, a precipice where you say, "Okay, now he's not there. Now it's time to think about trading." Right. And, and 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 to that point, I kind of agree. If Isaiah Simmons is available at seven, if we stay at seven, he's there. You've got to take him. You absolutely have to take him. I think you have I, to I don't know care what that have... point is, right? You just have to know what the point of no return is, right? And maybe it's mm-hmm. him. That might be a good yeah. one to think about. I think that's the guy. And I think that if you get to seven and that guy... And you know what? Maybe for me, it's Isaiah Simmons. For the Panthers, they're more in-depth in what's going on. They know more of what they want to do in the future. So, But let's just say it's it's, it's Thomas of the, the or, uh, or Okuda. Let's say Okuda. Okuda's there at seven. That's that's the guy the Panthers oh, yeah. have rated that, that Isaiah Simmons is. You've got to take I that guy. I have a feeling this. And though, then if that guy's not there... You trade back, in my opinion. I hope. Sorry, good. I hope. I'm a little worried. Just hope that we're not Matt Rule like a more charismatic version of Chip Kelly. So you're thinking Just, they're going to draft like Jared Judy at number seven or something like that? No. Is or that Jerry like, Judy? I think that Chip Kelly would be the kind of guy that would be like this. Is I'm going to draft seven second rounders. You know, you can go the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm, I want to yeah, put my faith point. in Matt Rule, but there is a point no where, you, where you, I want to put that, right. but like Chip Kelly believed also that his rhythm and his system could outgame everything. And it didn't work. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, as he tried to do. Chip Kelly was trying to do what all the Twitter draft nerds do now all day long, and that is like mm-hmm. composite scores and this and that, and we're going to take five. We're going to get five extra offensive snaps and this and that. And it just doesn't always work with the NFL. And I'm not saying that it can't work. I just wonder. But there's no guarantee. If there yeah. is a moment, if Matt Rule is what people say he is, this is a guy that would be comfortable with trading back. Possibly, yeah. You know, like if he the guy he okay wants is not it, there, right? at he seven. would say this: yeah, right. I don't need the top ten guy. I'll get three top forty guys and make them top ten guys. I think that's what he's saying right now. It's betting on yourself. It's a very, very risky yeah. bet, but you know what, man? No risk it, no biscuit. 
So, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I can't get mad at him for that until I see the we result. Don't move on from this call. We don't ever finish the show. Come on, are they all played? What am I missing? Here we go. Here we go. Hey, y'all. This is TJ um, over here in Tennessee. I just wanted to know, uh, what do y'all think about getting uh, Jordan Love to, and let him sit behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year? Mm. And, uh, We're gonna parlay that. Yeah, parlay that till next week, and let you right, guys got to finish. Cody can answer that better. Yeah, I don't know anything about college football. I like I it, college. but Cody can give that way more justice. So, this is what I hate about college football: is it changes too much, and that is there's 80 people on the roster. And think about this: we're not gonna know anybody on the Panthers team next year. No. Except for like, Brian Burns know, like, and DJ Moore, Curtis yeah. Samuel. We know four or five yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. You just named them all. You just named them all by <laughs> Other than Christian McCaffrey, yeah. I named yeah, them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's Christian it. McCaffrey, Brian Burns. Uh, that, like, this is what I can't. With college, <laughs> with college, it just turns over so quickly. I can't get to know right. people. It's already hard enough to get to know people. In Trey the Boston. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know everybody. Jackson. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. We all uh, going to be. Eric Reed. Everybody's going to go by. <laughs> KK Ian Short. Thomas. Oh, let's talk about this. All right. That's, uh, that's the end of the calls. We're in the calls for now. Like, Look, it's almost, it is almost it is almost midnight. We got to talk about some other things real quick, though, before we get the hell out of here. News around the league. Tom Brady's going to the Bucks. That's what the, the news Bucks. is. The right Bucks. Man, I was saying? really wanting him to stick around. Um, I was really wanting Cam to stick around after hearing that being a possibility, just so that we could see if Cam can hold up to his uh, two wins, you know, a two two and zero streak against yeah. Tom. Yeah. Well, here's my biggest thing Are about Tom now? Brady going. Are they going to win the division now? That Listen, I, you know, I was I, yes. I, I, I was saying earlier yes. that the Buck. If you look at Jameis Winston and you take 50, 10 of his interceptions away, they're a playoff team. Okay, so you put Tom Brady in there. At the age that now, and he throws 20 picks, which is possible because of his age, they're a playoff team. Now, he has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, probably the best one-two punch in any team in the NFL, which is a great call. He also is good friends with AB, wants to play with AB, says that wherever he goes, he wants to go somewhere that's going to sign AB. Well, Tampa Bay just signed him which makes me think that Tampa Bay might sign A.B. So imagine Antonio Brown, uh, Evans, and Godwin with Tom Brady throwing the ball and Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians coaching that. And the My defense problem. they had last year, which was not a bad defense, that's a legitimate team. That really My, is. You don't My only add Antonio for that to be a legitimate team. Yeah, that... exactly. But yeah. my 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 thing that I would temper my expectation on is simply we had this exact same song and dance when they signed Deshaun Jackson, you know, and then it was. But they didn't have time. I, I, I don't think so. They didn't have no. I don't think Deshaun Jackson was ever as good as Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown. I but if you go Deshaun back to that, if you go back to that, on that Carolina team, I'm nasty. I'm not saying like it's the same situation, but I'm just saying. Media pundits, everybody, everybody you talk to was like, that. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna go are gonna be giving everybody a run for their money. They're gonna and then they no, fall we don't flat gotta on go their that face. far. But all of a sudden, this is how about this? The They're Panthers better. Are, the Panthers are better. fucking dumpster fire right now. The Falcons yep. are not good. Yep. Right? Is the and Falcons the Saints could, might not be very the Falcons good. Falcons could be a 10 win 10 win team next year or they could be a 2 win team. We don't mm-hmm. know. They'll probably, they be a, they'll probably win 7. Is all of a sudden Tampa went from being third in the division to arguably have to maybe having a chance for first. That's what Oh, happened. very easily having a chance for first. And yeah, I'd like to like, add this. Yeah. There's a lot of information popping off in the chat room late into the show. John Kid Co. Barrera, thank you for your support. Dropped the 999 love bomb in the super chat. He said, thanks for yes, being sir. consistent in a turbulent time, fellas. Definition of keep pounding. He went on to say, Gerald McCoy to the Cowboys. And rumor is, he's, he's dropping knowledge here. Rumor hmm. is yeah, maybe yeah. going with Brady. And then someone else I saw said, and I, it may have even been him, that uh, they even heard Curtis Samuel on the trading block. And so here's the thing: is that <laughs> the the Panthers went from being the third the third worst team, and I would say the third worst team because. Atlanta, maybe record-wise, where are they picking before us? Right? Even, though, even though they beat our ass two times last year, they beat the fuck right. out of us two times last year. Right. So if we were last. <laughs> then you know what? Then we would. Uh, were we the worst team in the division last year? I would say very yes. much so. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. Is the Bucks we... went ahead and surged to number two with the ability mm-hmm. to be number one? Just by adding Tom Brady, just by adding Tom Brady, they go from being potentially a a three or three to now being a solid two with really the the opportunity to be number one. One hundred percent agree, and you know what the coolest part about it is? You're going to get to see Tom Brady versus uh, Drew Brees twice twice a year for at least the next one or two years. I wish we could have seen that five years ago. I agree, but at least you get to see it before you retire or before they're, before they're gone, you know? So, uh, um, any other? Go ahead, CK. I was going to say that uh, I just now saw on Twitter uh, that uh, Mario Addison wanted to add a little bit of, uh, I guess, shade to the conversation Ooh. with. Uh, he said uh, after Marty Herney's statement about Cam and how it was very, every year difficult decisions are being made and they're never easy. easy uh, he, you know, Mario Addison comes into the uh, comment saying, "Marty, stop capping." Not sure what he's meaning by that specifically, yeah. but uh, yeah, but yeah. he's in, but he's saying something. Agreed. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is he's saying, but you're right. Oh, so here, look at that, Mario Addison, now part of the Bills. We're, we'll save a lot of this for next week. But what is all the news that gotten forgot? That was forgotten tonight. Because of this. Vernon Butler is going to the Bills. (laughs) Yo. All right. It'd probably be like. Are we talking Panthers news? Vernon Vernon Butler will probably be like a pro bowler now. 
No. My buddy, no, he's, a, he's a Bills fan. He messaged me uh, and he said, what do you think about Vernon Butler? I said, worst first round draft pick in the last 10 years for us. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, um, he's like, well, we hopefully we can get the best out of him. Yeah, yeah they, I said. I, I, he said, "Hopefully, we can get the best out of him." I said, "I can only categorize his first five years with our organization as lazy." Um, and even if you want to look at last year's production, he was basically handed a few sacks and a few fumbles. Like he yeah, didn't do. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, he you're was right. not the reason. Yeah, you're so like I mean, seven uh, seconds into the play. And he goes, he goes, well, hopefully. He got that strip, right, or whatever, just Mm -hmm. fell right into his hands or whatever. He said, well, hopefully McDermott can get the best out of him. I'm like, ah. Well, we hope so, Sorry, but McDermott couldn't do it the first year when we had him, so. Well, you know what is I'd be interested to see is maybe, won't that be telling? If he goes and is actually productive somewhere, and I mean, but we also saw this with Coney Ely and yeah, but here, uh, what other news did we not talk about tonight? Colin Jones. Uh, Colin Jones. Russell are we talking Ogun. about just just Panther stuff? No, but like, what is? I know we're the, a Panthers podcast, but we didn't have anything that we should not have anything to talk about this week, and we just talked about Cam Newton for three about, hours about how the Dolphins are somehow trying to make themselves a contender this year. No, not even true. You don't think with so? Tom, hey, 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 with Tom Brady out of the out of the AFC North, AFC East. Okay? I think the Bills and, are AFC going. East, excuse me, AFC East, and, and and it being what Miami, New England, the Jets, and who else? In the Bills, in the Bills. I think the no, Bills. Bills. Jets, Jets, and Bills are in the same division. Yeah, they are. Bills, Bills are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bills, Dolphins, okay. Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Okay. Uh, with, with those four teams, do you not think Miami can can squeak out a wild card no. or maybe win maybe. that division with Tom Brady no, gone? No, they can't win it. The did you get? Did you see it. the moves they made? Did you not hear Miami? The Bills got Vernon Butler. How? I'm can not talking they about. Not I'm not oh talking gosh. about the <laughs> You're right. How can they not <laughs> win the division? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here, tell me about these moves they made. That corner from Dallas. Tell me about. What else did they do? Jordan Howard. Um, they got. Let's see. Here. Oh, Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson. Yep, Which Shaq one? Lawson. No, they got a DB. Who, who, who gave up anything? all that money for the DB from New England? Gilmore. Who gave up the money for Gilmore? By the, somebody told me that. Oh, that's another storyline. Bradbury that, to Gilmore? the Giants. That's one that we're TD to the Redskins. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's confirmed. I just Rivers to the Colts. So all of these, a lot of these have storylines connected to the Panthers that we do not care about until this Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater sorted out. All right. I think we got to end it, fellas. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it, man. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm done. Yeah. Got to work in the morning. Can we ice some mo's up real quick? I'm gonna ice up. I'm gonna go yeah. easy. Mine, mine's quick. My ice up pick is gonna go to corn tortillas. Mm. So because we're in quarantine, right? And when I say quarantine, it's ridiculous. A, but B, we're right. We're trying to be socially responsible, not do stuff. You know, keep to ourselves. Stay at home. So we've gotten delivery food like my wife has gotten these delivered groceries and all this stuff but i gotta say this is corn tortillas are 
terrible. Flour tortillas, amazing. So do yes. you corn, tia, corn tortillas, <laughs> I say, I say. All right, who's next? I'll, uh, uh, okay, you want to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a quick one, and I'm not going to take any low-hanging fruit. I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm not, I don't really care what the affiliated party that you have or who your candidate is, but I'll just say this. out: If, if you're uh, a part of the Democratic Party and you look at the people that you're supposed to be this party of of inclusion and wanting to make sure that uh, you've got, you know, you want to be the first woman president. You want to have the, the first uh, Latino president, all of these things. Um, they had every category of candidate that they possibly could. And a lot of them were good candidates. If you look at the bottom line, I'm not going to say that. And then you ended up with the two white male billionaires. Are you, <laughs> Are you kidding so, me? I mean, so listen, I, I get it. Bernie was screwed out of some stuff last year. Um, you know, and I, you know, more power to him. But I cannot, like, and if you guys have not watched it, it is worth a sit down and watch of uh, Joe Biden's gaffes, like where he just screws things up in the middle of, like, he, he, he literally said during one of his, uh, one of his rallies, we will not win this reelection. Oh, we will. <laughs> We will, we will, uh, yeah, let's <laughs> just look get, that guy. Dude, you yeah. better get ready for Donald Trump. You better get ready oh, for him. Gosh. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's a different kind of stupid than Donald Trump, but it's still stupid. So, uh, dude, anyway, I saw, I saw people who said that those were the best two candidates for the Democratic right. National Convention uh, nomination. So, I sub, guys. Hey, yeah, Greg. I will take the low-hanging fruit, and I will represent what a lot of people are probably saying right now, and I'm going to ice up David Tepper and Matt Rule for lying to us and for trying to give us a – or put a ruse in front of us that makes us feel like feel one way and you really feel this way. Uh, you have done wrong with Cam Newton. You've gotten rid of my quarterback, David Tepper. Since you've taken over, there is not one – positive thing about We're the Carolina Panthers I can say. We're popping it. Uh, yeah. Like, so we're popping the exactly. We're popping that, that practice bubble. Uh, David Tepper, Matt Rule, ice up. I hope that in a year, every one of y'all can rub this in my face. I really do. I, I will be ready for it. But we will, sir. For right now, we will. ice up. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ice up, fools. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. We're here on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. until the end. We don't know when it's going to end. It's going to be too fucking long. We do know that. The number is 252-228-5098. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. The Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. Tell us about your other podcast real quick. Oh, real quick, man. It's the Super Civil Servants Podcast. You can check me out. We record every Friday nights and drop episodes every Monday night. We do uh, TV shows, movies, comic books, books, media, all kinds of different stuff. I think in about three to four weeks, or maybe the month after that, I'm not sure, real soon, we're going to have CK on there. He's going to talk some Lord of the Rings. But if you're into, uh, if you're a geek, if you like that kind of stuff, check us out. Uh, we're there. Every, every, every platform you can find it on, except for YouTube. So. CK's famous. He's on the pod. I heard uh, that. Mug. Those mugs I went heard that too. nuts. Yeah. They went they nuts. Did. Yeah, they did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you took this crazy, first of all, the band in front of you. 
was amazing. Yeah, like, they were awesome. they were like, oh, like damn, this is the best shit ever. And then Cody comes in there, drops that silky voice on them, and they were like, they <laughs> yeah. forgot that. Oh. They were like, oh, I like bluegrass, but this movie theater voice is attractive. Yeah, Cody, it is. How hey. can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Codizzle Allen. Um, and just so everybody knows, that's basically uh, the pod. Um, it's a Pat McAfee podcast that uh, they they have out there, and they were looking for somebody to do an intro song for him, and I couldn't provide that, but I uh, sent him a, a clip of me doing my "In a World," you know that type of voice, and they flipped out. But I uh, haven't heard a peep from them since. And uh, so, hey, listen, uh, if the armies that uh, want to support me want to go after them and say, what happened to that guy that was supposed to do the voiceover stuff for you? Yeah. Hey, hey, man, I'm not going to I'm not going to be mad about Mash it. Mash it so. up. We need a bluegrass in a world mashup. Yeah. That's the answer. Oh, yeah. That's the answer. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, real, real quick. Before, oh. before we go, CK, sultry voice. I want to try it. Ready? Do it. <clears throat> In a world, did it no. sound good? In a, no. in a world, no. what'd you say, world. Tony? <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I can't All do it right. like you can, man. Good try, good try, not try. close. Right. <laughs> not good. <laughs> hit him up, CK. Say good next effort. Tuesday night, we'll hit you up on the C3 Panthers podcast. Next Tuesday night, there you go. I can't introducing, do that. <laughs> introducing, <laughs> you're the man, CK. Cody Lackney returns. Nice. To express his distaste <laughs> for the organization's handling of Cam You are the man. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. That's check it. us out. We'll be here next Tuesday. Uh, don't forget Cam Newton. He's got the big D. Everybody else doesn't. We miss you. We love you. Pouring one out for my homie. We'll see you next week. <laughs>